Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con. It was way too loud. Started over. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't actually. I just yeah. of 2016 and beyond. And I can officially say we did get our media credentials, so you will see the Real Nerds Podcast at Denver Comic Con. Yeah. Um, with the new and improved booth. Does that make us official now? Oh yeah, officially. <laughs> officially, not official. Yep. Uh, so I'm excited. Actually, I'm really excited. Have you guys checked out the guest list lately? No. It's insane. It's I just insane. Go. Guess who's... There's an artist that's coming that's blowing my mind right now. Um, John Romita Jr. will be at Denver oh, Comic shit. Con. Oh, that'll be cool. So, um, I'm going to have him... I have this... When Ant-Man came out in theaters, there's a Amazing Spider-Man variant of Ant-Man, but it's Amazing Spider-Man, so it's Spider-Man, and he's like really, really tiny on it. Yeah. So, I'm going to take that cover to Romita and say, will you draw Mysterio squishing him with his finger? <laughs> I think that'll be awesome. That would be really cool. Shouldn't the real, like, shouldn't we do, be doing, like, a pool of which guests will cancel right before Denver Comic Con? <laughs> oh. No, they're, they're all gonna show up. That's the thing. Any, for the last couple of years, I end up, like, not really following it that closely, and I'm just like, hey, it'll be cool when I get there. Like, I don't need to, I don't need you to tell me. I know it's always been really cool. It's always been exciting. Yeah, we never get to when, go out and sign with the guests. So I, thought we, we I thought we did pretty good last year with it. Oh, yeah. Well, and when they, when they pop up and they all of a sudden say, like, hey, do you guys want to go host a panel for X, Y, and Z? I'll be like, holy shit, they're here. Unless, unless you're Nathan Brad. Food. I'm like, oh, I'm already doing a panel. Well, it's Nichelle Nichols. Ah, oh, Brad's like, yeah, fuck her. <laughs> then what happens to her, Brad? Your fault. Uh, wait, did she die? No. Oh, She's alive. Oh. She had like a, uh, like a stroke or something, though. I was afraid that she died because Brad wouldn't come talk to her. Pretty much. Yeah. Too bad. Really bad so right first, now. it's Nich- it's <laughs> Nichelle Nichols leave. and um, it's Bill Mosley. I mean, hey. we're just racking up the people that hate us. Hey Ryan, who's here? Uh, me. Who cares? Talk. Quit. Quit telling me how to run the show. All right, fine. I don't tell you how to write. <laughs> true. Very Thank you. True. All right. Uh, every week, the real nerds go see a new movie, we podcast, or experience of the world. This week, we saw Batman Superman. I am Ryan. With me is. Brad. And. James. All three nerds. And joined by filmmaker. Henry. Hey, Henry. What's Hi, up, buddy? Henry. Good. I'm good. Now, good. Henry sent us some fan mail. I did. So, instead of him re- uh, me reading it, he just delivered himself. So Yeah, I'm oh, here good. now. So, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it on this week, so I decided to send my email. We'll get into it when we get into what I've been watching. It's going to be but... a fight between him and James. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Did you see Mud? You didn't like it much? No, it's not Mud. I love Mud. Okay. We're going to get into it later. <laughs> okay, <then. laughs> good. Oh, uh, fantastic. My mom thinks you're adorable, by the way. Oh, thank you, James' Yeah, she mom. really likes you. Yeah. Oh, so great. So, anyway, thanks, James mom. is a great mom. Wait. Wait, James's mom is great. There we yeah, go. That's, that's, the that's, 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 that's the sentence. I've been told I'm a good mom before. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, do have a womanly charm. By, right? someone, by someone who was very drunk. Okay. But, anyway. Weird night. Anyways, yes. uh, we spoiled the movie, so if you haven't seen Batman Superman yet... Um, not, not maliciously. No. We'll warn you. We'll warn you. I mean, a lot of people saw it. They're saying it's going to do about 175, 180 million this weekend. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, so yeah, so make sure you see it. If you want to see it, we'll tell you if you should see it or not. We talk about stuff we've been watching, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray, movie news, comic book stuff. And if you're looking for a good comic book, go to uh, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada, Colorado. They will set you up right. Talk to Andrew. And that place has the very last copy of Real Nerd Season 1 on Blu-ray. So if you want that, make sure you pick it up. Because we have sold through all a hundred of them. (laughs) hundred thousand. All hundred thousand. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's go with that. Yeah. It wasn't 50. No. <laughs> Pat, shut up. Hey, 50 is still a good number. 50 is a good number. 50 yeah. is a good number. Until yeah. that one video store closed, it was available for rent. Yes. No, Did, that there. place closed? I, th- I thought that closed. Uh, they're, they're just trying to make it a video archive, like oh, library. Okay. So oh. they're fighting to get that status. And I don't know. I, I was at the Esquire, like, I think last weekend. It was still open. They yeah. better return our property then. <laughs> they shredded that case to make like the rental case so they can keep it uh, they really yeah they like cut the cardboard up and wow Aww, oh, well but man. at least you can rent it yeah so yeah. if you're at the esquire what's the name of the video store next door video, video one, one. Yeah. video one you can rent your copy of real nerds podcast pod show season one but yeah it's the last copy and you can also get the soundtrack to brad's film jean-claude van damme's damn van there that's right yep right next to each other and that's you know it's in the brad Hague section yes oh, yeah so make sure you throw some catastrophe in there you should uh yeah make sure you uh say the real nerd sent you to andrew um good guy and he'll he'll say who no i I really wish i could get his opinion on this movie because he hates dc so much oh man that would be be interesting yeah um because he used to like them but he hasn't been really impressed with what they've been doing lately Maybe, maybe this would be the thing that would turn him around maybe he'd be like oh man I know, they did so announce the new team for All-Star Man, and I might get it. It's John Romita and uh, Scott Snyder. So that'd be kind of cool. And they to bring back All-Star? Yeah. Hmm. Without Frank Miller, because Frank Miller can't finish writing anything. <laughs> and he's not any good. Mm-hmm. Well, does he have cancer? So Does he? Does he? I think so. Oh, man, now we can't say bad <laughs> things about Frank Miller anymore. I was Aww. listening to Fat Man on Batman, and they are talking to... Uh, who's that singer, Chris Daughtry? Is that right? Chris Daughtry, yeah. He's a really big... DC guy drew com- covers for him, oh, and they're talking about how Stan Lee looks better than Frank Miller, <laughs> and Stan Aww. Lee's like, you know, 30 years older. Yeah. Excelsior! He'll be at Denver Comic Con. Um, and I have a feeling he's going to make this one, guys, because he said he's not going to do very many cons anymore. Oh, yeah. wow. So. He's never going to Canada again. I know. Oh, wow. That's because no one likes Canucks. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Flip. I like him, but, you know, Stan Lee doesn't anymore. Yeah. Well, he's just old. He is. Old. At a certain point, man, like, stay home. Like, hang I know, out I had with your to, friends and your I family. I had a really great parent moment uh, these last couple weeks. One is my little boy. I have a uh, action figure collection, and he what? walked. Yes, and he walked up and he looked at. I have a whole case just full of Spider Man and Green Goblin and Spider Man villains, and he looked at it and pointed and he goes, "Spider Man." I was like, "Yes." And then uh, two days ago, I was out here when, during the snowstorm. And I'm just watching movie after movie. And then Kellen, um, he went over to my movie collection, grabbed Spider-Man cartoons off the shelf, and handed me, he's like, Dad, Dad, Spider-Man? And he wanted to watch Spider-Man. I just, I was like, yes. <laughs> and he grabbed the one with the Green Goblin, so I'm like, my kid, my kid knows what's up. Until yeah. he's like 10, he's like, fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> Aw, son. <laughs> When's the Venom movie coming out? Then you'll, oh, then you'll really lose it. Oh, he's going to turn into like... Remember when uh, when Mark, the youngest of the sons on Home Improvement, got went all goth? Right? Yes. So he's going to look like that and really like Venom 
Um, man. Yeah, and he's going to really wish that you were like a meathead. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's going to be his, your life. His Punisher is going to be his favorite hero. I'm like, he's not a hero, really. <laughs> and then he'll be like, he is dead. He kills the bad guys. Oh, like, no, that's hey. not what a hero is. With great power comes great responsibility. It's something he's never learned. Hey, hey, heroes can massively slaughter large groups of people. It's okay. Yeah, with guns. Right. Let's this get, week let's we get, saw let's, and grappling Let's hooks. get moving. And grappling I'm hooks. so excited. I want to get there. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Every week we watch stuff. This is the stuff we watched this week. Yeah. Oh, we got movie signs. This is my boomstick. I love being a turtle. You're getting your wishes, so stop. The line must be drawn. Yeah. Damn you all Upon me. Now you're getting nasty. Henry, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I primarily wanted to come on because I just finished listening to the 10 Chlorophyll Lane episode. Oh no. And you said Spring Breakers was a piece of shit. And yeah, Spring Breakers is a piece of shit. Flat out wrong. Yeah, so, no. Spring Breakers is a piece of shit. No. I watched okay. this film. You watched it? No, I watched like it multiple times. facilitated this debate. Okay, uh, so explain to me why Spring Breakers is good. On the surface level, it is very much. It's been called this vile piece of cinema that is just glorifying I didn't everything say it was wrong. Vile. With understanding what other people have said, yeah, that don't like the film either. Sure, it's very vile piece of cinema that just glorifies everything wrong with the millennial generation, which it is. It, that is it on surface level. Yeah, but if you look further, and the reason why I really like it is because of its extreme religious symbolism in it. Okay. Um. Like so, like Prometheus. Kind of, but not so, as in your so face about if, it. If can we make a trade that Spring Breakers is good and Prometheus is great? Yeah, I like Prometheus. All right, cool, great. Yeah. All right, cool. I guess that argument debate, over. Debate's over. So <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, I'm just no, I'm just kidding. Keep, um, keep explaining no, the religious so you symbolism. You say why you like it, and then James, you tell us why you don't like it, sure. and why Henry's wrong, and you tell us why James is wrong. Yeah, you start. Right. Go. No, 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 I you already started. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched Spring Breakers, okay. so all I remember is being generally fairly bored and not really knowing what the point was or what what I was supposed to get out of it. Okay. Um, and yes, absolutely. Just being like, I don't, I don't like any of these people. Like yeah, I have yeah. no one to root for. Um, and that's the, and point that, that is, so. um, which great. It can yeah, be yeah. the point of the film, but it doesn't make me like the film. Oh, and I'm right? in the same, I'm in the same boat about some films as well. I actually like this one as well. Yeah. Um, basically the entire film is just a retelling of like the temptation of man and the corruption of man. Okay. Basically the, uh, James Franco's character is the devil. Okay. Um, yes, uh, and then the four girls, basically, they are, I mean, like, from Selena Gomez's character, whose name is literally Faith, sure. she teams up with her three older friends, and they all go on spring break, mm-hmm. and then they all go to prison, and James Franco bails them out, and that's, like, when temptation starts happening. James Franco's character really pushes them towards kind of but doing all these sinnings. Like, don't they, the like, film. don't they rob a diner before that? No, the di- no, that's how the movie starts, with yeah, the yeah. flash forward to them robbing yeah, yeah, yeah. the diner. Brown, okay, sorry. Spring yeah. breakers. And, uh... And so basically, they... I've never wanted to. They pretty much... James yeah, Franco pushed them to put to break every sin in the entire... I'd rather see James Franco all seven of them at one point. Okay. Two of them at both... Two of them is, is at one point will both before? leave. Faith's character, she's like, I'm fucking out. And so she leaves. Okay. All right, hold on, hold on. You guys are funny. <laughs> and it was working for a while, and then you started actually talking over Henry. Like, it was great when you would, like, throw in a sentence between him talking, but now people actually can't hear the good argument about why this movie is interesting. I mean, if you can have your opinions as well. Um, no, 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 they're, no, 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 no. Being, they're shooting, they're shooting being, the shit and we're being, being silly. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny until they actually interrupted. So, Selena Gomez's character is most, like, 
angelic kind of character of all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is why she eventually leaves. Yeah. Spoilers. And so she, at one point, is like, this is just too much. And she leaves. And both two two of the girls leave at one point. And that is where it kind of really... That's where it kind of clicked for me, anyway. They both oh, okay. leave on a bus, and the bus is lit with a spotlight on I both on them whenever they leave. It's also the most well brightest lit scene in the entire film. There are no tits in the movie. Uh, no, I yes, there are. Um, every ca- <laughs> all, every girl accepts Lena Gomez because her tits at one point. Um, Wait, really? Oh yeah, I don't 100%. remember that at all. Um, I, re- I remember like the the side character, but anyway, there's a weird three way scene in a pool. Um, I remember that, but I don't. Yeah. Re- never mind. Um, and so I remember the scene where he's jumping up and down on his couch, and he's like. Look at all my shit! That scene's great. James Franco's really funny in this movie. James Franco's amazing. He plays a guy named Alien, and he he screams about, look at all my shit, and then he lists off all of his shit. Also, another thing that you probably don't remember of the film, almost half of his lines are actual direct quotes from the Bible. Um, whenever it's, when did Jesus say, look at all my shit? Not that line, but <laughs> there are multiple times in the film where he's like talking to himself or he's monologuing, and he's saying actual verses from the Bible. Interesting. Same with the Archie character, which is like his kind of part, rapping dog. partner who's like so, no longer talking to him. Wait, so he's, dog. wait, is he, is he quoting Jesus or is he quoting just the Bible? The dog, uh, the Bible. And he's not really quoting it, just that like what he's, he's saying he, is what, oh, oh, an okay. actual version of the Bible. Sure. All right. Gotcha. Alone at night. And just basic, and also you, just, you can bring down like scene Off by leash. scene of like where like the locations are. There's a lot of like scenes that like we can, I haven't done I like extreme into it. I've seen like many analyzations of it. Sure. But there is, like, parts where, like, they go over a bridge, and that's supposed to be, like, a symbolism for, like, the Bridge of Hell and that kind of thing. Great. Uh, Archie's supposed to be God because of Arch something. I don't know. I didn't read that part into it. But uh, basically, <coughs> it ends with, them, like, the two girls being like, yes, we're going to embrace Satan and then kill – and then they kill God while taking the place of James Franco's character who was killed in the end. Oh, okay. So, All right. Sure. Feels like that movie's just so it's like stroking you around. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that you watch the movie and like Brad's even if it even mic. if it is saying anything yeah, like yeah. that, like, and I can see what that point is. Like in the email, I said like there are many films where I understand it, but still think it's a piece of shit. Do they right. hate them but, because they ain't them? Yes, they absolutely that, hate them because they that, ain't that, them. That's true. from the interview. Yeah. <laughs> also, a direct quote from the Bible. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do love James Franco. I love when he pops up in movies like yeah, Veronica yeah. Mars. Which, I mean, you have, like, a year yes. to like it, because Spring Breakers 2 comes out next year, I think. So. Great, I won't be saying it. What? So what? what is the story of Spring Breakers 2? I don't know. Is, I don't know if Harmony Kareem is coming back for that one, but... Oh, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, so... Which makes it very much, in my mind, it's like the it's like the inverse of Magic Mike. I think Dolph Lundgren's in that like, one. Um, where Magic Mike, the original Magic Mike, I think is a really great movie. Oh, I do, too. I think um, the second one's good, too, which but, is a completely different film. Right, exactly. Like, so if you're going to go make a Spring Breakers 2, it's probably just going to be like, hey, here's some like here's, more here's some attractive ladies so, in some bikinis yeah, robbing nice. banks. Um, which, okay, but that also sort of implies that the thing that anyone saw in the first movie that they liked was yeah. that thing. The, right? Which it, is also what's wrong with Magic Mike, yeah, is yeah. that... Unfortunately, the audience that went and saw Magic Mike was the wrong yeah. audience. Both of the films were very poorly marketed. Like, Spring Breakers was marketed as this horrible film that is just, like, essentially one long music video. When it's, t- sure. it's just, like, an art house, like, almost, like, Enter the Void, but with tits. I'm out. Like, Yeah, but, like, if I'm going to see, like, an art house film about, like, some shitty people or, like, uh, or just some, you know, crazy violence or anything like that, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good movies like that where... I do get something out of it, and I do yeah, have yeah. somebody worth rooting for. And even if in the end yeah, yeah. all of the bad guys win, I still like. I feel like something is being said that's a lot. That's more than just like, well. Yeah, yeah. I, here's my argument. The okay. difference is, is that 
what you're talking about is symbolism as story yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in in my interpretation of what you just explained. And that's what I think it is as well. Which to me isn't story in yeah. the way that like you can have all that symbolism, yeah. but no, I need to There's have... really no like arc in this film. Exactly. It's just like a kind of a retelling of a story from the Bible. Yeah. And so, yeah. which I mean like it's very, which I mean, I don't like those films really as much either, but this one was a like change where I kind of, the visuals were ex- interesting enough for me sure. that I liked it enough to yeah. like it. So yeah, I, I also, really like the scene where he says, look yeah. at all my shit. That's there is, really and cool. like the piano scene where he's playing like the Britney Spears song with the girls on the beach. I like that scene a lot too. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I like the fact that his name is Alien and he's, James Franco's really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's in it for maybe 15 minutes. Oh, he's right? in it for a lot longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, but no, but a lot of it's like flashback to the same thing. Like, the, yeah. look at all my see, shit. See, Henry, in there, like, now you know the arguments times. I have with this guy with the Hunger Games. Like, you see, it feels like you see a totally different film than he sees, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean no, we no. kind of both see it, but like yeah, I see no, what you're no, saying. this is not <laughs> no, no, no. He's like he's in it for like 15 minutes. You're like, no, he's in there for longer. No, it was like 15 minutes. Yeah, those <laughs> kind of arguments I have with these guys. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I will say, yeah, yeah. I will. I admitted at the beginning I hadn't seen this movie in a while, so it's entirely yeah, yeah. possible that I've forgotten a lot of good. Like I remember 15 minutes worth quit, of good quit James Franco. around it. Here's the thing. I had just walked out of Hunger Games, yeah, so yeah. I fucking know exactly yeah, what like movie I saw, and it was the exact same thing. He's wrong. Those movies are bad. It's also a great film to watch while high. Divergent is way better. So, oh, I can see what? that. Uh, I mean, I didn't see it high the first time. I saw it very sleep deprived on a plane. So that that's might... about the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like that. Literally might be... high. You were physically high. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Cool. Okay. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are you saying I should watch Spring Breakers again? Uh, if you're gonna be dead set on not liking it, and like, if you're gonna stick to like that opinion of it. Like, where you're like, I don't care about the symbolism, I don't care about, like, the whole, like, substance or anything like that. Or style over substance No, it's a thing that I never saw the first time, so I think what you're saying is, hey, James, watch... If you watch it, like, with that in mind, I think it's kind of like how when Zach told me that uh, Talladega Nights was just a retelling of the Bush presidency, and I rewatched it, I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. It was an interesting watch that way. Yeah. You can watch it kind of that way and kind of like it that way, so... But then Talladega Nights is entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. (laughs) It's, Sorry, I will say, I mean, it's like I say, it's not, it's, me, it's definitely Bobby. not a film for everyone, so. Yeah, no. I'm not, a, I, and I will say that I'm not a Harmony Korine fan. This is like the oh, only okay. film by him that I like, yeah, so. Yeah, this is the only one I'd seen. It was the one that I thought like, oh, maybe this is my, ent- you know, like. Yeah, yeah, If I'm not gonna go see Gummo. It's, it's definitely not an entrance film than anything else. So. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll take it. fucked kids. up too. I mean, that's okay. child pornographic, so. Uh, I don't want to watch that. Henry, and don't let this guy bully you around. You know, stick to I your, was not bullying. Stick to your convictions. I, right? I, I, like, ten minutes in made a, like... It's so much fun with James, because all you have to do is just poke him a little bit, and he's uh, really worked up. hate you. It's like I know him really well. I'm going to light yeah. your bed on fire tonight. Anyway. Hey, my uh, wife will be on that bed. Be careful. Just your side. Oh, well, it'll spread. Nah. What else do you watch, Henry? Uh, I'm also just marathoning through Shameless. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. I own the first season, but I haven't. I got it at Trademark for a dollar, yeah. and I haven't watched it yet. I really like it. Yeah. Um, it's very. I mean, it's one of the things I didn't realize that William H Macy is really the worst character in the entire like series. Really? I'm mean, only like in like almost on the second season at this point. There's like six seasons so far, but every episode pretty much revolves around how he fucks something up, and then they have to fix it. Yeah. Uh, if you like family dramas, like family dys- dysfunctional family kind of stuff, I, I really like it. So. Okay, cool. I liked him in Jurassic Park three. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good in that. Yeah, so. that's the, that's the second best uh, or the second worst Jurassic Park movie. So <laughs> yeah. And then I finally saw the Last Witch Hunter today. You guys see that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I <laughs> Rafe's got it on his server, and I keep being tempted to watch it. So so um, I watch it's it? interesting. Um, I got it for like a dollar at like a Red Box. Um, 
the biggest problem with it is that it's almost like it's like it's like two hours and like ten minutes. Oh no! And they're trying to set up this huge universe of like witch hunting. <laughs> so it's 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 Babylon AD is what you're saying. It's not even that. So like they'll have like these like ten minute monologues of like them trying to put exposition. But Vin Diesel is saying it. Oh no! And I don't think Vin Diesel knows what he's saying either. So it's witch, and like that, like for like five minutes on end. Right. And I don't understand anything that happens in the entire film. Vin Diesel is good when he's a supporting character. Yeah. When he is not the focus, he's good. I I can't. I can't watch movies where he's the lead of the vehicle. Like I can't do it. If he has to like lead the movie and like push the plot forward or any of that it's not it's not gonna work nope um yeah it's too bad but yeah it was i mean that reminds weird. me of like that what did was it that? look like it cost 95 million dollars to make it, it cost 95 million dollars yeah oh shit Ugh. i mean cause remember there's one part in it that like he goes into like a kitchen and i swear one of the kitchen like like i think it was like a mix or whatever is in CG. <laughs> I don't know why they would put that on CG. It, it's like the, the parent in Star Wars. <laughs> like, <laughs> this kitchen's too empty. Will you just put some more just shit? Just just CG some shit all over the place. Clip it in. Yeah. Because like, they have like like butterflies out the kitchen or whatever, and those were CG. But it's like this one like egg beater that's like in like like on frame that like they're on. Oh, so it's a small blender. It's not like a. It's well, it's like, like it's a... like it's like yeah, it's like a small blender, but like it's like right. It's like if it was like a shot of like you two talking, it'd be like right in between you two. Oh, okay. And it's on, and so that's why it's CG. But just get a real blender and turn it on, and then put the flower <laughs> the butterflies on top of it. <laughs> I don't know like, why you had to make that CG. After they made, shot the film, they were like, "Man, this shot's really bland. It's like just two people standing in a room talking to each other. We need." Hey, put a mixer on that table. So, just turn it on. Everybody will be nobody will be listening to this this exposition. They'll just be thinking like, what kind of juice is he making? So yeah. what's in that what's in that blender? So, but yeah, I mean, so, so does he hunt witches in it? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so it's no Hansel and Gretel is what you're telling me. Definitely not Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> oh god, but yeah, that's that's what I've watched. So cool, James. You've been gone. What'd you watch? Oh man, uh, I uh, I got a list of things, and I'm it's hard take to a not. Nap. It's not hard to not take about talk about all of them. Um, talk about. I, them. I watched Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Nice. Um, I I watched it like as I was going to bed, so I watched it in two sections. Um, but I was surprised. I'm not a huge Pee Wee guy, but I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed it. Um, I think my review would be if you if you like Pee Wee, you will like the movie. Yeah. Which is stupid. But but the reason I say that is because. I feel like all of the jokes in the movie are jokes that have been done before. They're just funny in this case because it's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. So the best example I can think of is the one with uh, with the farmer and his daughters, mm-hmm. right? Where he goes, this farmer, and his farmer's got daughters, and they all want to sleep with him, and he's not allowed to, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen that joke a number of times in your life. But here's one where it's Pee Wee Herman, and it, it's, see, it's funny because of the a, way he reacts to it. Yeah, here's the thing. Is, is there like, a... Or is there a movie where he's trying to get away and he falls out of the window and he rolls on the roof and then there's another daughter there with like a candle lit dinner? It's right. like No, exactly. It, I agree. There's like this wacky there's this <laughs> level of wackiness to it, oh, or yeah. like uh cartoon humor, um, that is unique to Pee Wee Herman that makes the movie work. And I think um, uh Joe Menage 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 Yes. Magic Mike. Menomineo. Magic Mike I think is brilliant. Let's just say chocolate. Three, two, one, 
chocolate. <laughs> and apparently, he and Paul Romans are like best friends in real life too. Really? Yeah, that's oh, awesome. That's weird. Like they apparently like we're like got together. Like we're gonna make a Pee Wee film together. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that he still looks like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Because when he's not in this movie, like when you just see him, yeah. you're like, oh, you look, you've gotten old. Like you, you know, like even go back, what, 10, 15 years to, to Mystery Men, where he looks like a homeless dude. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you could never play Pee Wee Herman again. I even remember sort of thinking that. And then here he is. And, but and see, every now and then from a certain angle, you see like, oh, okay, like your jaw seems a little wider or whatever. Yeah, but, but like, he, the manure, he mannerisms he does is amazing. Yeah. Um, because if he doesn't sell that movie, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. And you have to go. Well, it's still stupid. <laughs> but a good, but it's, it's, a good it's a good stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I mean, there's so many goofy parts in it where he gets in the car salesman and he has like the fake groceries on the top and the, the people drive by, Hey, you have groceries on the top and he rolls it up. It's like, buy this, blah, blah, blah. And he rolls it down. And then the, uh, Mexican family goes by and they say in Spanish and then he rolls up the window and it has it in Spanish to buy it. I mean, stupid stuff like that. I think is just really clever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really like the movie. I love those kind of movies where they're just silly. Yeah. Um, Porous on fire. <laughs> like, I'm so, I was really shocked when I saw that his, he was one of the writers of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one of the other things that I... Well, I'll ask it this way. Has anybody not finished Daredevil? I haven't. Okay. I All right. Then it. I then I would just say I finished Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. Um, I'm, I'm amazed at how... At a, about halfway through, it turns into this... Like, I started getting this feeling where every moment and every episode felt like a comic book. Um, like, it, to me, it sort of transcended being... Um, I don't want to say transcended being an adaptation, because that sounds way too too hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I didn't feel like, oh, well, like, this is... You know, you guys trying to make this feel real and modern and make it into a TV show yeah, and yeah. make it be, uh, you know... Uh, applicable to a wider audience like no like halfway through there's just ninjas in every episode and not yeah. like oh they're like modern you know ni-. no these are like Actual dudes, in, dudes <laughs> in black outfits where only their eyes are visible and somehow they can like stop their heartbeats so you can't hear them nice like that kind of weird so magical ninjas. The hand strikes Shh. i'm just saying at some point there's ninjas in every episode. Well that's the name of the and, ninja clan. No, I, I know. I finished Daredevil. the Daredevil. Is, it, is the hand. It is the hand. But um Oh, they not reveal the name of it? No, they do. Oh, I was gonna say. They do. I just didn't I didn't want to spoil anything at all. Oh. I was I was being, you know, um careful. Yeah. But uh but it doesn't matter. So but they 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 just they just totally go for it. Um I think that the Punisher's great, I think Electra's pretty great. I don't love yeah, I mean, her, but she's better than Jennifer Garner. Um. So yeah, I think it's it. When you guys are done with it, or at least when Ryan is done with it, Ryan and I will have to have like a sweet. A, we'll we'll I'm like we'll, 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 we'll record a conversation and like put it at the end of the podcast where we can just really spoil the shit. I've seen it. six episodes. Was it thirteen? Yeah, I think, uh, I'm, like half, I think I'm halfway through. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. I just started. I think his costume so. looks really good too. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, have you gotten to the newer one? His costume, his helmet changed. Yeah, like where it, it's kind of like in pieces. Uh, yeah, yes. Like, like the horns, and then you can see, like, the black break it up. Yes, but he gets an even, he gets a newer one. Oh, does he? As, it feels like they're slowly going to get him into a costume that looks exactly like the ones in the comics. Really? Yeah. Like, that's pretty exciting. It's getting, it's getting more, like, even his, his, if you call it Mark 1 costume, once he didn't have the mask, you know, the one from the end of the first season. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, like that one feels like a dude went to the sports authority and sort of put together sort of a costume and yeah. there's some pieces of armor, but you can see like the mesh underneath and that kind of yeah. stuff. The he- the new helmet doesn't look so much like that. It looks like a kind of metal helmet and the horns are still sort of geometrical instead of being mm-hmm. sharp horns. Um, but they're like the, 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 um, silhouette looks smoother and looks Sweet. more like it feels like it's getting closer and closer to that model you see at the beginning in the in the in the you know title card yeah um so yeah it's uh it's really good i'm i, I really like that show uh what do you guys th- think of uh the new punisher do you think he's good yeah he's great yeah he's it, it's the best punisher story i think they've told yeah i really like it uh of course I, down for yeah. the series they're gonna do on him now I hope they do. I, I really hope they do. I think it'd be I, fun. Yeah, having 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 finished the thing, yeah, I yeah. I think that they leave that character in a really good place. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited about, you know, they they do sort of a similar thing where they just they take their time with that character and let him be established in a in a good natural, natural way. He doesn't just show up and he's like, I'm the Punisher. Like, no. That'd be sweet if he did. Hey, bad guys. I'm the Punisher. <laughs> He'll start shooting he's got his up. He's on backwards. He's carrying a boombox. He's like a 90s rap star. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing only a tank top that has the skull on it. Yeah, yeah. He's actually just a high school kid who yeah. really likes the Punisher. He's wearing that costume. Pretty sure that's my biggest problem with the Dolph Lundgren one. He never had the skull. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's weird. He just yeah. wore a leather jacket and like a black shirt. That's Even like- their... They even explain the skull. Sweet. That's what's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Like, they get to a point where you're like, oh, shit. That's dope. Uh, anyway. Um, and a better way that they do it with the Thomas Jane one, too. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. The Thomas Jane was laughable. I, I like the Thomas Jane I like Jane the Thomas Jane, but this, how they explain the skull thing was just stupid. Like, yeah. His son's shirt would not fit him. Like... <laughs> <Gosh. laughs> well, that's why, it's, that's why the teeth are so stretched out, man. Okay. He's got to really tug on yeah. it to get it to work. <laughs> Uh yeah. Um I've also it have tire marks on it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think that one of my favorite things about the Thomas Jane Punisher is that it's got Roy Shatter in it for like yep. ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like I know if that. Yeah. Yeah. He has like that one great scene and then he's murdered. Yeah. You're like, you son of a bitch. It's funny because I the Jaws Jaws could even kill him, but so my mom, my, my parents really like the Daredevil show, mm-hmm. and I keep, like, walk, carefully walking this line, I'm like, do I make him watch the Ben Affleck one? Like, yeah. And then, and then with the season two starting, I was like, I, I even told her, I was like, oh, well, just don't watch that until after season two, because yeah. this has got Elektra in it, and then you won't have anything spoiled for you. Yeah. Um, but it still doesn't matter, because they tell that story so much better than the movie does. That it, I, I don't know. I, everyone hates the Affleck but Daredevil. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think yeah. it's no. great, but I don't think it's horrible. Yeah. I just No, it's more of a question of they have this really great representation and a really entertaining show um, that, that gives my mom this really cool idea of who Daredevil is. And my mm. mom likes Daredevil in a way that I never, as a kid, would have thought, like, oh, yeah, my mom would really like Daredevil. Yeah. Because um, no one really likes Daredevil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, the, uh, so, so that's sort of the issue is, like, well, if I give her a different kind of Daredevil, then she's then it's just a pop culture character. Yeah. Right? Like, whereas yeah. right now it's a pure thing. I gotcha. gotcha. So, I don't know. Um Anyway, so I also am about 20 minutes away from the end of Agent Carter Season 2. Nice. And I, I don't think I ever finished Season 1 either. So I've really sort of you know, shot through the whole show. thing. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I like that character. Uh, the plot of Season 2 is silly um, and generally pretty dumb. But the second to last episode has a song and dance sequence. Like mm-hmm. It starts off with a dream sequence where like 
they wrote an original song for her and mm-hmm. like they bring in like a whole choreographed team of dancers and it's like 50 style and they bring in characters that haven't been in the show for a while to sing with them it's it's very like it's like six minutes of uh the buffy musical episode yeah but why though there's a good reason. There, okay, there's an explanation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, the episode right before that, she gets knocked unconscious. So she's okay, un- okay. she's unconscious okay. in a van. I've not seen any of the new season yet, so. Yeah, and and then she is, uh, she's, she's got this issue going on in her life that is, because an interesting thing about that show is that they try to keep her personal stuff, like, sort of, it's all, it's never a big part of every episode. Like, if 90% of the episode is the plot of, hey, we gotta solve this mystery, then only 10% is like, oh, and she also kinda likes this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and so, each episode there's like maybe a couple scenes where they address that thing. And so this is w- one way for them to sort of okay. Okay, bring that, that and tie it up in a knot. Um, so anyway, it's really good. It's a little bit, it's a little bit silly. Um, one of the best things about it though is, is Dominic Cooper who, Mm -hmm. because he only signed up to do like, what, two weeks of, of shooting for the show. Mm -hmm. Every time he shows up, I I appreciate it so much because he's like, he's untainted Howard Stark where he shows up and he's like a womanizer and he's completely arrogant and he's just everything you want Howard Stark to be. And he he never gets watered down because he's not in the show that much, you know? So he just pops up and you're like, Oh, this is fantastic. I I like the show. Yeah. I like the show. I do too. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the very last thing that I watched was, um, so on Friday, I had Friday off and I got a text from my mom actually Thursday night and she was like, Hey, do you want to go see Risen or The Young Messiah? And my, my immediate response was, are you serious? (laughs) Um, because she and I equally have what I would consider to be a, a dispassion or, um, slight hate for most christian movies made today um and it's it's because like they're usually pretty dumb and so i that's why i asked her i was like are you kidding or are you are you joking with me i thought she was like saying like hey instead of going to see batman superman why don't you come see (laughs) um and she was like no she and and it's sure enough my mother and she goes no you can't you we can't criticize these movies unless we see one good for her Okay, I'm like, that's at, all it took. Look at her take the real nerd's oath. Right, exactly. Where you just th- pissed it away, your mom saying, hey, you're isn't right. that what you guys founded your podcast on? You're absolutely right. Um, so, with exactly that reason, I was like, alright, yeah, great. So I went and watched both trailers and was like, well, the young Messiah looks worse, so let's go see Risen. <laughs> see, I think the Risen trailer actually looked interesting. Yeah, yeah. so Risen's pretty interesting. Um, I uh, Basically, it tells the story of a Roman... Uh, uh, centurion, uh, like leader. He's like a general. Um, and he's, he's basically pilots, like number one general. Right. Um, and it takes place for first good thing. The movie does is it takes place after the crucifixion. So nice. you don't have to watch the crucifixion because why would anybody want to see a scene that just by being alive for the last 25 years, they might have seen at least 17 times. Let's put a pin in that thought, and we'll get back to it. Okay. So, um, the, so they start after the crucifixion, and he's assigned to like, hey, okay, go down, make sure that this like just piece of shit who keeps causing trouble is dead, um, and then you know make sure he's buried. 
I want these Jews to just stop being annoying. Like, I want to move on with my life. And so he goes down there and he makes sure the guy's dead and he puts him in a grave. And then people, like, then the Jews come back the next day and they're like, ah, these people are going to break into the thing and they're going to steal him and say that he's, he's, he's risen from the dead. Like, this is really stupid. Can you put a bunch of, like, some guards in front of it? And so this guy is uh, told, like, okay, take some of your guards and put them in front of this thing, right? And then we'll, we'll skip forward, right? Like, all of a sudden there's no body in the thing and everybody around is like, hey, wait a second. Where's the body go? So he gets a sign, like, hey, go find the body of this thing, of this guy that clearly these annoying Jews have stolen. Um, because these other annoying Jews are gonna get really mad. Cause, like, the other, the one group of annoying Jews, cause there's all this infighting among the Jews and the pilot's just pissed off. Um, so he sends this guy and he's looking through all, you know, just trying to find this guy. And it turns into, like, this, for the first act, it's like this espionage film. Um, where he's, like, going and interrogating these people and, like, trying to figure out how to get them to tell him the information that he needs because he doesn't that know where these cool guys are hiding. Yeah, it's cool. Um, you know, and then he meets some of them and they're like, dude, like, you don't get it. You're never going to get it. Sorry. Like, you can torture me if you want to. You can crucify me if you like. Like, I don't care. You don't get it. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and he's like, man, this is, this is stupid. He's like, I don't like these guys. It's annoying. Uh, and the, the main guy is played by Joseph Fiennes, uh, Joseph Fiennes and he's, He's fantastic. He's really fantastic. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, all of the acting, with a few exceptions in the movie, is really is really good in a way that most Christian movies are not. Uh, and the production values are great. They filmed it all in um, Spain and uh, one other place. Uh, and it just it looks really great. Um, so that's the first act. And then he's like running around and he ends up... I don't know how to not spoil this because there is actually a thing that happens that you don't quite expect, or at least the way they do it is really effective. Um, but he ends up like throwing in with this band of Jews um, because he ends up figuring out like, hey, this Jesus guy is like totally alive, and this doesn't make any damn sense. So I'm gonna figure out what's going on here. So he um, he leaves all of his Roman guards behind, and they start coming after him. And so he goes with these with uh, Jesus and, as, and his dudes. And they run out into the desert because um, they're trying to get to Galilee. And uh, and the whole time, like, these guards are chasing this dude because he abandoned his, you know, his, his battalion. Um, so then they're out in the desert for, like, the second act where he's, like, teaching them how to, how to avoid these guys. Like, there's this whole montage where, like, he's getting them down and getting them into, like, these trenches so that they can, like, you know, like, the, it's very, like, behind enemy lines mm -hmm. where, like, here's this army of dudes coming and he's, like, trying to figure out, like, hey, hey we got to get around this thing. We'll get into this trench. Um, and then there's this guard that, like, he taught who was, like, a, he was, like, his mentor who ends up catching him down there. And he's got to, like, it's just really, like, tense scene where this guy's got him all at knife point And he's try to, trying to barter with him and go, like, no, no, like, let these guys go. I'm a dick. Like, just take me with you and it'll be okay, but let these guys go. And, of course, he's not going to do it. So, like, they kind of fight, and then he convinces him, and they sneak away. Um, and then they get to Galilee, and there's some fishing, and Jesus is there, and they talk for a while. And he kind of has to reconcile, like, wait, the, how the hell? And then Jesus leaves. And that's the whole movie. Um, Does he leave walking on water? No, no, that, that happens. Away. No, no, the walking on water thing happened while he was alive. Uh, no, he does well, he, he ride a lightning bolt away. <laughs> uh, yeah, kinda. That'd be sweet. You no, know, like, the sun rises, and then, like, this thing, and then it, like, 
It bursts in. It's not a lightning bolt, but it's like a beam of light. What if it's like a cloud and he gets on it and he's like, farewell, my son. And I, that's like, what I was really afraid of. That would have been because awesome. Because we were though. getting close. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> don't ha- don't have him like, like if he ascends like don't if so, he like, just floats the big hand comes down grabs him and oh, that'd be all- dude if it was like super yeah. we're like they're in a hut and the and the roof rips off and the hand just comes down and like grabs him so, by no. the temples and flex, <laughs> flicks him the, into the, the air. one thing I did hear about that movie is they don't um go through the usual uh faith based movie uh, traps of yep. making it super hokey nope where it's pretty like uh, straightforward and mm-hmm. um yeah the the. They do a pretty good job of making him into an actual character, which is the biggest thing. Um, he's still a little bit of a cipher, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he's still a guy where um, part of the part of the moral here, part of the message is that here's this guy who literally gives the command to one of his guys to stick the spear through Jesus when Jesus is already dead. But like, hey, stick the spear in him, um, and so he has this. He carries this weight of responsibility, sort of, of like, well, I saw you dead. And I'm kind of responsible for you being there. And then he meets this guy later and he's like alive and he's kind of a super nice guy. And he's like, ah, oh, dude, My bad. actual, actual line from the movie. Ah, oh, dude, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally kind of killed you. Bro, I didn't realize you were you Jesus. Know. Come on, man. Right. <laughs> um, which is, of course, part of the moral because yeah. then, then Jesus is like, it's okay. I, that was supposed to happen. Don't worry. It's okay. Like, you're good. Are you good? Let's be good. Um, I really want you to write. And then he rides the lightning in just like this. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be great. Because that's how Jesus forgives. Are you good? Because I'm good. Are you You're good? Because I'm good. It is. It is. That's exactly how it works. Um, I will say that, like, from like the trailers, it seemed like less like a Christian film, like Miracles from Heaven or something like that. Exactly. And more like, or just, like God's not dead too. Yeah. It seems more movie. like just like a regular kind of drama film that has to do with Christianity. Yeah. So if you, it, it's basically a historical drama. So yeah. Of that period in time, right? Yeah. And it doesn't. Um, it doesn't like, it doesn't layer on a lot of the garbage. Like if you showed the cru- crucifixion, mm-hmm. you're adding this whole layer of like guilt and like, oh, cause every, uh, every stupid Christian's going to walk out of that movie and be like, oh, how good, oh, it was so, it was so sad. And how good was the crucifixion? And man, you were, that's not the point, right? Like part of what, <laughs> when I talked to her about going to see this movie, I straight up said, I was like, is there a way we can go and not pay for it? Because I'd like to not put my money where my mouth is. Because one of my biggest problems with these movies is I feel like they're exploitative. God's Not Dead yeah, yeah. is made to make money off Christians. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know who the guys are making that movie, but the only audience going to see that movie is Christians. Yeah. And they're going because they feel guilted that they're supposed to go see those movies. Yeah. Straight up. Which Some of them are like, oh, I'm so glad that they're making co- content for me. Yeah, well, they're making shit content for you. Yeah. Like Your expectations aren't very high if you're pleased No, with the, <laughs> the bar's real low. And even for Risen. Is Risen going to be anywhere near my top ten list on the end of the year? No. There's a lot of stuff I wish 12. was better. But it could it could be somewhere in my 20, maybe. But I didn't walk away from it and love it. Mm-hmm. But I walked away from it and was like, hey, this is decent. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in the genre that we're talking about, decent is through the roof good, you know? Um, so that's Risen. I, I don't know if Young Messiah is any good. It looks like the same movie, only he's a boy. Yeah. But I don't think so. It's it, uh, based on Anne Rice's novel of Interview with a Vampire fame. It, wait, really? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, she, uh, my wife knows better than I do because she's an Anne Rice fan. But after she wrote her Vampire Chronicles, she wrote... Um, only Christian stuff? Christian like, stuff, wow, yeah. Wow, really? Before she went back to... I did not know that. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's any good. I, I think my wife doesn't like it, but part part of why I you're chose, talking to the wrong person, right? Part of why I chose Risen was because it's directed by the guy who made Count of Monte Cristo, oh, which I really like. I do like that movie. Yeah, and so he's a guy who, uh, which I have to double check this, but my mom tells me that movie has Henry Cavill in it. As the young, as as Monte Cristo's son, hmm. um, oh. you're nodding your head. Is that? Yeah, I, I, I got. It's Jim Caviezel plays Caviezel. Monte Cristo, yeah. but yeah, I, I haven't double checked it, but she swears she saw it last week and she was like, "Oh yeah, I think that's him." So anyway, huh. Um, huh. so yeah, like just seeing it was from a director who like I had some respect for, um, and that I knew wasn't he wasn't making the movie because he's like I'm trying to break in and like change Hollywood for christians like no like you're just you're just a director you like making movies yeah. you've proven you can make a really good one yeah um for some reason his career's never gone anywhere maybe it's because he's trying to go uh, make christian your movies. mother is correct awesome cool there you go mom um so yeah risen if you want to go see a movie this easter that's about that's got jesus in it it's a pretty good one so there does you involve go. a kid who gets cured of cancer because of Jesus? Uh, no, it no, it doesn't. Um, because Jesus cures a leper at one point, and it's done really well. Yeah, not killed with cancer. Yeah. Uh, spoilers! Spoilers for the thirteen-second-long scene where he cures the leper. But when you see the leper, do, you kind of like, knew it was coming. Just magically form on his body. No, 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 no. They they do it really well. Where like the the leper, as a leper would have been, is got a lot of like blankets on him and stuff like that, and so. Everything sort of gets obscured, and it's just one of those things where, like, because you know what's going to happen, but you know, it's not like he, he doesn't like he doesn't like uh, regenerate like Doctor Who, yeah. where like light shines out of I his. I was going to make a joke that it's, but it'd be a spoiler for the movie tonight later. So. Oh, okay. Um, great. So that's what I've been watching, Brad. So, what'd you watch? Yeah, pick up the mic since you so don't give a shit about the last thirty minutes. What of am I gonna say? Like, I'm just saying. I didn't see the movie. Saying. I don't usually see those kind of movies. Like, what am I gonna contribute <laughs> you, to the you, conversation? You could have asked a question. Still interject. Yeah, I should have just interrupted you constantly. You should have, like you're about to to me. <laughs> yeah, um, yes I am. So you see I'm me on, putting down this mic, sir? So I'm on se- season eight of The Simpsons. Nice, cool. And uh, I've talked about that a lot in past weeks. We just sit here reminiscing about great gags. Yeah. But uh, we could do that, is, or we can talk it, about something else. Is season eight the? That's the one where Homer gets the job, and the Denver Broncos is his like reward. Yeah. Instead of the Dallas Cowboys, oh, the Denver Broncos. That's a great episode. The Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, like he he wins the Denver Broncos. Well, he goes to work for some like international terrorists. A James Bond villain. James oh. Bond villain. And he wants the Dallas Cowboys, and so he says, it's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. It's the Denver Broncos, and he talks about how shitty they are. Gotcha. The funny thing is, like, that's the year they won their first Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, it's got the X-Files episode. And, oh, uh, the X-Files episode is so great. Yeah, it's all... I'm kind of not, like, Man. up to date on, like, Simpsons lore. Uh, is that still a good season? <laughs> yeah, like, uh... By, by it's still pretty strong. Three through... I'm eight now. They're, like, they're all pretty, yeah. pretty good. When is, like, the definitive, you should stop watching after this season? I stopped buying them after ten. Really? Yeah. yeah. I have a bunch of random ones because they'd go and sell at Target for ten bucks. Yeah. And even like the season sixteen and seventeen I have, there's still episodes that are like okay. But I'd I'd say a bad episode of The Simpsons is better than most TV. Yeah. And, I, and there's still some gems in every season. I'd say like seasons four, five, and six just have like. Oh yeah. It's almost like every episode. Every episode's a winning episode. I was yeah. watching season five and like I don't even know what I could say negative about any of these episodes. Because they're so spot on. Like, I never watched Simpsons, so I should start to watch 4, 5, and 6. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, 3, 4, five, yeah, 6. Yeah, 3 is pretty good. Yeah, I think even season 2 six, starts picking it up. I mean, I, I think starts you gotta, the uh, Who you... Shot Mr. Burns uh, 
two-parter so and that resolves in season seven but, yeah. I, I think you got to start at season one though so that you understand the story is there gonna be like some huge canon of <laughs> there is no continuous story charm to like watching yeah season How we... one and two just because they're so like different they're more emotional like yeah they're, really... they're more, i'd say they're more like sitcom-y like uh mm. where it doesn't really embrace being a cartoon less gags more storage yeah, yeah. It, it embraces a family uh dynamic and they had a different so. animation house so yeah like obviously the uh what's her name were they the marge no the, the lisa the girl who had a show that they debuted on before they had their own show oh tracy ullman yeah tracy ullman show like the animation i think was just matt graining driving himself <laughs> and then they got like uh uh i forget the name but they had it they traded animation houses like in season three. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay um, they started getting really good yeah huh. cool 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 um so yeah i've been keeping up with that and the real winner uh this week is uh I watched the second season of Halt and Catch Fire, which is on Netflix, and oh god, it's so good! Yeah, man, I need to go back and rewatch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched the whole thing back. Uh, I watched it one night. I was just like, next, next, next. Yeah. What happens next? Man, and I, oh, I, I hope they do a season three because I really want to see what happens when it's been renewed. Yeah, I think, so huh? I think it's yeah, been renewed. I thought it so. had because it's 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 got really great word of mouth. Um, and I I know a few people who've who and the thing with AMC it. is they don't they're not driven by ratings as much because yeah. they already have their money with The Walking Dead yeah right so they they focus on the content because even well because I, th- I think at this point they've been working so hard to try and win as many awards as they can because they they want to be a legitimate yeah right like yeah. they want they want to be an institution. Yeah, and they they take chances. So I, something like that. I mean, I've, I haven't watched an episode, but I know enough people like it that I don't think they'd stop making them. Yeah. Yeah. And season two is about, uh, like season one was about making a laptop. What's her company called? Mutiny. Mutiny. Yeah. And season two mutiny, um, they've, they splintered off from making the laptop to making games, online games. And they start this little project called like community, which is an online chat thing. And it explodes into like being the focus of the company. And, uh, so it's really about the birth of the early, early internet. Uh Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, should I say how it ends? Like, no, I haven't seen no. the ending yet, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but it but builds it, up another, like, major technological breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, Is it, like, setting up season three or whatever? Yeah. 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 But it's it, like, an, it's like, I, I'm just blown away, like, by where they, because it seems like it's such a limited premise and they've managed to find interesting ways to take it to, in new directions, so. It feels like what they, in the writer's room, what they said was they were like, okay, we're going to go take the the big tent poles of the early computer revolution and go tell those stories in a in a completely fictional way yeah, yeah. um but recreate those the same tone the same sort of themes yeah. and they do a good enough job of it that i i think when you first watch the first episode you feel like oh he's bill gates and he's steve Jobs, right but by the end of season two it isn't that at all yeah. right like they've they've taken a lot of those those um those archetypes and they've just spread them out among multiple characters or they've, they've plugged it in in a different way um, that you really enjoy the story they're telling. And you kind of feel like you're learning something, but in like a world building kind of a way you're kind of learning like, Oh, this is what it was like. Uh You know, this is what it felt like to be doing this stuff at the time, but not exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. I haven't seen season two yet, but season one, if just based on that one, it's probably my favorite show currently airing on AMC. So, I I think I like season two better. Really? Yeah. 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 Because the story of making video games 
maybe that one just hits closer to home yeah. or i care yeah. more about it you know? also, they also like bring up like like the nes is about to come out so yeah, yeah, yeah. they've yeah. got competition uh, as in console games too and huh. yeah and i think there's some stuff in season one like in the in the family that i didn't enjoy as much as i as like in season two i think they're they're very focused right because season season one's the one where like he digs the hole in the backyard yeah 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 well the thing i like about season two is his whole like he's got brain damage and so they go like the whole parking garage thing yes seems like a little like they're going they're going through a lot of trouble to show that he's like deteriorating yes i'd agree with that um yeah cool but so still good yep um and then did i talk about blade runner last week or was that yes it's a good movie i think you talked because you talked about how it got its name yeah okay i'll skip that then <laughs> <laughs> and i'm excited to hear last week's episode i don't know how it got its name I, it was just uh i'll just say it again because every podcast could be someone's first podcast yeah. <laughs> um they picked it because it sounded cool that's awesome all <laughs> right it's, it's actually the term for like surgeons who run scalpels or yeah something, like medical like equipment to uh, medical assistant people yeah, yeah. Um, interesting i think it has some relation to some other story that they liked and so they oh, just okay. ripped off that story's title and gave it to oh that's cool blade runner yeah and uh, I'm good with that. my big point was just like watching the visuals on the big screen is yeah. the final cut and some of the cuts at the end were like pretty atrocious hmm. like they didn't match up with some other cuts but uh the visuals are just like so the cinematography is really good yeah so anyway it's a great movie ryan um i actually watched quite a bit because we had a huge snowstorm in denver yes we and did. so that whole day i was just stuck inside and that's that's how i finished daredevil because i was home from work that day i, I would have like, i'm just gonna watch daredevil all day but uh, i had my little guy so it's hard for me to like just veg out i wish oh, i could yeah. um I, I rewatched 2003's hulk um that's the angley one yeah, yeah. It, it, people were commenting that it's better than the edward norton one it's no. not uh, yeah no. definitely not definitely um, don't make him angley yeah because <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Good. Um, yeah Here, no. here's a thing. giant dogs electrical um, man it's shot really cool yeah like it's really well shot it's what angley does throughout the whole film is he does comic book panels right and he'll also do cuts where uh eric banner who plays bruce banner he'll be in the the foreground and then he'll cut to jennifer conley in the background but the camera will zoom in and it'll make it like a comic book panel yeah so there's lots of really cool ways they shot it um and that that seems really like obvious you know like like when you think about especially at that time like oh we're gonna get this big director and he's gonna what's he gonna do oh he's gonna draw attention to the fact that this is a comic book by making a comic book panels but it's really cool it is like as stupid as it sounds it's really cool it is because it's executed so well. If it's yeah. not executed well and distracts you, then it's horrible. It's kind of like um, for in Man from Uncle when he does it in Man yeah, from Uncle, and it's exactly. like it's visually really interesting exactly. uh, because he's using different cameras and different camera angles, and like yeah, it's neat. Um, the problem with this film is it falls into the trap of a lot of early two thousand movies, comic book movies, is where they feel like they have to give motivation to the character through stuff that's not comic book canon in 2000 i haven't seen it since the theater so i can't even remember yeah but in it uh nick nolte plays his father uh a different actor when he's younger but he's injecting bruce with this stuff that he's trying to make people stronger with yeah like human experiments and what it sets him over is the government finds out about it and he sets off a, a gamma bomb and it doesn't alter 
uh, Bruce at that time. But anyways, he, uh, so they try to give his dad this, this pathos to this film where it's not needed, where, oh, his dad's such a bad guy and his dad murdered his mom. And it's like, it's stupid. It's like yeah. that, that backstory is so un- unnecessary. Yeah. Because to me, I think it's more interesting if Bruce Banner is a doctor trying to figure something out and he has an accident and it turns him into who he absolutely. Yeah. I think that's an interesting story to make his dad like a bad guy. And, and it, yeah. it seems really easy because of course you just look at that and go, well, then the villain's going to look at how this guy's big and powerful and go, Hey, I want that too. Exactly. That's why no matter how they want to do it. Yeah. Um, the performances, here's the thing, and I'll get to another comic book movie I watch later about it. You, why does Bruce Banner have to be so depressing? Like, he's so boring in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where, uh, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner is so good because, yeah, he's only in, like, little bits of two movies, but if you're stuck with the whole movie with him, why does he always have to be so morose? Why does he have to be so sad all the time? Why can't he just, you know, Oh, I have this power. I got to figure out how to harness it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the big problem sometimes with um, trying to darken up superheroes. Yeah. Is you end up saying, oh, he's the most boring character in this movie. Mm-hmm. In in 2003 Hulk, my favorite character was Jennifer Conley's. And I don't think her character is that great in the movie yeah. because she makes some ch- uh, choices that don't make any sense at all. Yeah, but she's also Jennifer Conley. Yeah. Uh, like Sam Elliott, uh, who plays Thunderbolt Ross, I think is good yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it's famous hard people to in this. Hate Sam Elliott though. <laughs> yeah. like, um, was that William Hurt? That's in Incredible that's, Hulk. Uh, yeah, Incredible uh, Hulk. It's a William Hurt. Uh, and this, Civil War. And here's the thing: is I I watched all the special features on it, and the people from Lucas Arts worked so hard to make the Hulk look cool. He does not look cool in this movie at yeah. all. Yeah. There's times when I'm like, oh, that looks great, and then other times he looks like Shrek. Yeah. yeah. And I think the their biggest problem is the green that yes. he is. The green is it's too, too green. Yeah. yeah, it's too green. And so he doesn't blend well yes. with the stuff. Um, it's kind of like... Um, uh, it's almost like what I said about the, the Spider-Man in the new trailer, mm-hmm. where like because he's very smooth, he's like naturally supposed to look waxy, and so it makes him look more CG. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing, where like because yeah. he stands out, and you know he's CG... He looks CG, mm-hmm. whereas often stuff that looks that's supposed to look real just looks more real. Yeah, it sounds stupid. It's but... like they didn't get the weight of the Hulk right either. He's smashing things, he's breaking stuff, but it it doesn't seem like he weighs anything. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. You'd have to watch it, and it's not that the effects artists worked really hard, and I'm not taking away yeah. from their work in 2003. At the time, it looked really great, but you know, it's just I don't know. Maybe too, it's his face. They didn't capture Eric Bana's face really well. No, yeah. um, they didn't. Uh, my understanding is they didn't try to. Yeah, really. it's. Like, I mean, there's some cool things. He picks up tanks and throws them. I'm like, hey, that's cool. But then again, you know, it it loses itself towards the end too because Nick Nolte's character wants the power that Bruce Banner has. So the army who captured Bruce after he rampaged through San Francisco. Which the ending is great because he sees uh, Jennifer Conley's character and a lot like Scarlet Witch, he like settles himself down and he transforms back to Bruce Banner. Yeah. Cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they have the scene where he's like tied to this chair and they're going to bring his father, who's a fugitive of the law because he blew up a testing station to talk to him as well. And you're like, what the fuck? Does that make any sense? Yeah. And then he turns into some like jellyfish thing. And the Hulk's like, if you want this power, take it all. So he gives him all his power and he can't contain it. And he blows up into like an electrical field. You're like, what the fuck is going on? This is yeah. stupid. Um, so it, 
it fall it buckles under its own weight of it trying to be too clever yeah and giving too much backstory uh him fighting the dogs is actually not that bad of a choreographed scene no um i think the poodle looks really great the other dogs look horrible i, I think my problem with that movie is that it's like that's the best you can come up with as a exactly. as a like villain or an action exactly. scene is like what if some big hulk dog sh- hey who's the hulk gonna fight because that's the thing too you hulk just, dogs you hit it right I, the hulk does not fight anything i think in, the movie is two and a half hours long yeah. he doesn't fight anything until maybe an hour and a half into the movie and i would argue that that can be okay it can. if batman begins batman doesn't show up in that movie until an hour and uh like 10 minutes in the movie and i'm right. okay with it because right. it's well done and because so for me what what makes the hulk really interesting um and and should make him pretty he's angry all the time easy to put build a movie about but also is kind of a hard thing to do is that the real villain should be the hulk yes for for, for a, especially for the first film in a yeah. series right like the real villain is hey when i get angry now I wreck everything and I hurt the people around me. And I think that's where The Incredible Hulk... I'm going to watch it again. I'm almost done with the comic book stuff. I went through and I looked yeah. at what I need to watch. I'm going to just refresh my mind. But I'm pretty sure in The Incredible Hulk, that's the end of it. He figures out how to harness it. And yeah, the Avengers, right. you know, they ask him. He's like, I'm, ang- I'm always angry. Right. And that's what the Hulk is. Uh, so Yeah. So, well, so... I don't think it's incredible Hulk. He doesn't really figure it out until like they imply that he's working on it. Yeah, Um, and like that's like the after credits. We're not the after credits, but like the very last thing. Yeah, yeah. I could do this now. So the the arc is that he embraces it. Right. So he spends the whole first part of the movie trying to figure out how to cure it, Mm -hmm. and at the end, all of a sudden, you've got Abomination. Which look, the the Abomination fight's not great because everything's CG and so nothing looks real. Like all of a sudden, it's just a cartoon movie. Yeah. Um. The, the best fight in the movie is when Tim Roth takes this, the the Captain America serum. Oh, that's right. And, and it's like, because this is before Cap had come out. Yeah. So I, I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm like, holy shit, this is like, this is kind of like Captain America. I'm, I'm almost watching Captain America on screen. <laughs> like it was as close as I was going to get for a while. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, so he's, he's trying to fight it the whole time. And then at the end, he, he he's like, yeah. oh, I have to embrace this enough, exactly. let you drop me out of this plane so I can turn into the Hulk and fight this in, in this one, he just goes off and everyone thinks he's dead, but he's like a doctor in like Argentina or something. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's not a it's not a mess. I don't think it's like as horrible as people yeah. say it is. Yeah. Um, it's not great. Um, I, I might watch it again with a commentary because I heard Ang Lee gives a really good commentary on it, mm-hmm. really technical and his ideas behind it. And I think it might be interesting to hear what he felt about the project. Um, the other movie I watched, uh, James, did you know what Matthew McConaughey's first movie is? No, I didn't know either until I watched my boyfriend's back. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. In it, um, it's, <laughs> it's written by Dean Laurie, who in the same year also wrote Jason goes to hell, but he later went on to be one of the head writers on arrested development and a bunch of other TV shows. Um, but this was his first movie and it's about a kid who's in love with, the most popular girl in school. And he has an idea with his friend where she works at a convenience store. His friend's going to show up as a robber and he's going to stop him. And he's, he's going to save her life. And she's going to eighties. It's even though it's in the nineties, it's like a total eighties. Stupid idea. So, and please tell me he gets shot. So yeah, he gets shot in real life. Oh, that's fantastic. And he comes back as a zombie to, uh, because he died sacrificing himself so he can go to the prom with her. Is, and, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole movie is this weird, Sometimes funny, sometimes not. Um, film that also has Philip Seymour Hoffman in it as like the punk 
high school guy. Um, <laughs> Strange to weird. Matthew Fox's first film, he's the jock. What? Yeah. Wow. And then uh, Matthew McConaughey shows up in the theater, and I even tweeted the picture of him. Yeah. I was like watching it. It's like, holy shit, that's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and wow. he has like three lines, and he still looks the same as he does now. <laughs> yeah. And this movie's 93, so 23 years. Fucking McConaughey. Um, right. So anyways, the movie's like he harmless. Um, it's not great, but it's pretty silly. Um, my favorite bits are uh, when he comes back as a zombie, his parents are – what's the Herman guy's name? Pee Wee Herman? No, he's uh, he's in Lost Boys. Uh, he just passed away. Corey Feldman. No, he's the older guy. He's like the the vampire, the head vampire in Gary Shandling. No. <laughs> Anyways, he's the older guy. He did a lot of voice work for the History Channel before he passed away. Uh, oh. Anyways, he's I don't know. he's the dad and the mom. No, um, quick guessing. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, the, there's a bit running through every time he shows up at his house. His mom stole a body from the morgue <laughs> so he can eat him because um, she embraces that. He's like, it's a pretty funny little bit. Um, the rest of the movie is meh. Er, er, earlier uh, when you were talking, you said that it's it's sometimes funny and sometimes not. Did you mean yeah. that sometimes it's dramatic or that sometimes it wants to be funny but it's not? Exactly. It wants to be funny and, oh, okay. and it doesn't land. Gotcha. Um, okay. it, 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 it gets confused on what it wants to be. Sure. Um, I mean, it's not a horrible movie. I, I, I rented it all the time when I was in high school with my friend Brandon at Blockbuster. Yeah. And then it's on Blu-ray. And the Blu-ray was literally six bucks. Yeah. Whatever. And it, it comes with the trailer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also watched uh, bonus <laughs> The Night Before, which is the Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joseph I, I wanted to see that. It's not bad. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny. I think it's one like the weaker of theirs, but it's yeah, still fun. It's so. still fun. Um, we were talking about James Franco. He's great in it. Yeah. Um, great. I'll see it. Yeah. He, uh, there's this part where... Doesn't he, like, play himself? He does. Yeah. So, um, Seth Rogen is tripping out on mushrooms and cocaine, and he switches phones with, uh, Mindy Kaling's character. And so they're at dinner with Anthony Mackie's mom, and he gets this text, and he looks at it, he's like, I don't know a James, and it's just a picture of a dick. <laughs> and it's like, it's a dick pic. He's, and the, the text is like, you want to suck this dick? And he's like, oh my god, what do I say? Because it's like so oppressive, I think I have to. And it's like this really funny, if yeah. he's confused about how he wants to suck his dick, and then it turns out it's James Franco <laughs> is sending these texts out. Because it's supposed to be going to Minnie Kaling? Yeah, okay. and so, but... So he goes to this party and James Franco's there and he's talking about how great his dick looks. And so then James Franco has like this. It's like, so maybe we should all hook up. Like he wants to have a three way with Seth Rogen. It's really funny. Um, so do you think it's really his dick? Maybe. Um, I can see it. Uh, James Franco is one of those dudes. I could see him doing that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's funny in it. Um, Michael Shannon plays a drug dealer. He's really funny in yeah, it. Yeah, he's cool. one of my favorite parts. <laughs> but then it, I, I won't spoil what happens at the end, but I was like, okay, this has got really weird. Yeah, I mean, he takes a really weird yeah. turn at the very end. Yeah, it's a very weird turn. But the movie is okay. I mean, it's not great. Uh, basically, the premise is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt lost his family 14 years ago on Christmas. So every Christmas, they spend it together. And this is the last one because Seth Rogen's wife is pregnant, and Anthony Mackie's this football star, and he's, like, blowing up... Uh, Part, too famous part of yeah. part of why I wanted to see it was because the trailers made it look like it was. This is going to sound weird, but it made it look like it was hiding the fact that it was a fifty-fifty kind of movie where kind there's of. like some drama to it. It's directed is there by really the same guy. Good... Yeah. yeah, right. Um, I wouldn't say it's as good as fifty-fifty, but it has some of those moments. Okay. I will say I did get a little like choked up at like not quite towards the end, mm -hmm. but when they started reliving um the night that they decided they were going to have yeah, yeah their adventures together, I thought was really great. Um, I mean, it's, it's, 
probably one of their weaker movies, but yeah. I don't think it's like a bad movie. Yeah, it's not I, bad. I, I, so I still like, have fun. It's not like they're like it's not it's not as like funny as some of the other. Films, yeah. Exactly. So. It's it's still it's still pretty good though. I mean, it's not fifty fifty. Yeah. No, no, it's no, not no. as emotional or as funny as their other films. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I mean, you can, I'll let you borrow it, James. It, it's not bad. It's Wait. one of those movies that I got for a dollar at Trademark because someone traded in. Yeah, I definitely um, wanted to see it. And then uh, so that night when it was snowing hard. I, I watched. I mean, I, those are the movies I watched, and my poor wife. And so I, I looked at her. I said, "Hey, honey, what do you want to watch?" And she says, "Can we watch Mad Max?" I like fell out of my freaking chair. And you and said no, and you threw it out into the snow, and you said, "Go get it." <laughs> Has she not seen it before? No, she hasn't seen Fury. Wait, Ra- what? Yeah. Um, Why didn't we take? I know. She, I didn't know she wanted to see it. One, she never. I never know if she wants to see action movies. Two, it's a sci-fi movie, and uh, I mean, I, it's a great film. And I got them. I haven't watched it on Blu-ray yet. So I mean, it's I watched the like the making of it, but I never I didn't watch the film. Um, and so I was like, yeah, let's put it in. And yeah, the movie's still amazing. Um, I would have loved to have taken your wife to go see Mad. I know, and uh, she she, like she loved it. Yeah. Um, and I I asked her. I said, so do you like me? She's like, yeah, it was awesome. I was like, oh my god, who's yeah. this woman? Right. Um, but yeah, She's that movie's ass. that movie's still great. Uh, yeah. Watching it again just makes me relive all the. Like the moments where you just this is insane what's going on, um, and I still love the scene where you know they're stuck in the mud and they just get out and he goes, "If I'm not back, keep going." And then he like walks away and you see all those explosions. Yeah. He comes back and he's all covered in blood. Are you okay? That's not his blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care what happened in that part. I just know it was badass. Yeah, that was so good. Um, and that dude's face gets ripped out. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, that movie's that movie's pretty. Sweet, I love it. And then I love that he just walks away at the end. Oh, I love that movie. Junk, Junkie XL, everybody. Mm-hmm. Awesome score for that movie. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and the last film I watched is I rewatched Superman the movie um, because uh, Chris Reeve. Chris Reeve. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I, oh wow! I don't remember the last time I saw it. Um, I have to say that watching it again was pure joy because I miss like superheroes that are fun and Christopher Reeve nails Clark Kent so well. And because that's the thing is, you know, everyone says, Oh, he just wears glasses. And how can people not tell the difference is, is he's, that, he's a different personality. Exactly. And I think Christopher Reeve is so good as Clark Kent. And then when he shows up as Superman, again, I am pretty sure almost an hour and a half into the movie, mm-hmm. he shows up and he, you know, he saves Lois from falling off the helicopter and he, you know, then they go on that date, and it's great. Um, and the score by John Williams, that theme oh. is amazing. It's just, it, the movie works. Um, and it's, the one thing that's really interesting, though, is how bumbling of a character Lex Luthor is in it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, they totally did not make him like the real Lex Luthor. And you're, but whatever, it works in the movie. I don't know if Gene Hackman plays Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I always keep on thinking, Hackman! Um, but it's, uh, I think the movie's great. I think it's probably the best Superman movie. Um, I, I'm going to rewatch them all. Uh, I haven't seen the, yeah. the other ones since I was younger again. Um, I, I would go so far as to say that the score alone makes it better than all other <laughs> Superman movies. But you know, the thing is, is even um, he, when he's Superman. He has this fun about him, and you don't get that really in comic book movies anymore. And I, it, it's a, it's kind of refreshing to see. It's and I a, and I think Dick Donner, I think he's a really great director, and I think uh, it comes through in that movie. Yeah. You know, the pace is fast. I mean, it's another two and a half hour long movie, 
but it, it goes by really fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big hats off, and I can see why Christopher Reeve became a huge star because of it, because he's just so damn likable in that movie. Yeah. Something about that I thought was really interesting that I never noticed until someone pointed out like the other day. Uh, one of the differences between Superman and uh, Clark Kent in that film is uh, when he's like Clark Kent, his hair is parted this way, and when yep. Superman's parted the other. Yeah, way. isn't that crazy? I didn't realize that until like someone pointed out. But like, yeah, it's it's because it's because just... when he changes his clothes, he spins really fast. Yeah, and he spins in opposite directions, and his hair just gets whooshed to one side. But you know, you forget. I mean, that score is so iconic. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's great. Man. Um, ever since you said it, it's still stuck in my head. Yeah, it's it's a fabulous score. I, it, it, I again, I just had fun watching it. Um, and there's even my favorite my favorite scene is when he goes on the date with Lois Lane um, because she's you know, she asks him questions and it's it's kind of funny because it gives audiences what Superman can do in that date. She says, "So you can see through X-ray vision," and he says, "Yeah, I can." Well, what kind of under colors my underwear? I can't tell you, Miss Lane. Oh, why is that? Oh, because I can't see through lead. Because um, the lead, he can't see through. Then she turns his back and um, he says, pink. She said, my, what? Your underwear's pink. It's it's really cute. Um, and it's it's a fun movie. So you should definitely give it a shot if you haven't seen it. That's what I watched. That's cool. Uh, James, what's on? What's, it's some real news. Whew. That's a long one. <laughs> yeah. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Cool. Uh, James, what news do we have? It better be fucking good, too. Gary Shandling died. That's not mm. good news. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's sure just you, the first thing on my list. Make sure you add the... Womp, womp, womp. Uh, yeah, so that's too bad. I was yeah. hoping Zach would be here, because I know Zach had things to say about Gary Shandling, but um, yeah. he seemed cool. Yeah, he seemed yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, very influential, apparently. Very, yeah. He's a big, like a lot of comedians really looked up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's funny. He was Sad. one of the people that like, started the whole like doing stand-up where you just talk about how horrible your life is. Yeah. So uh, It's interesting about why he's so influential now because yeah. it's pretty much all, every stand-up comedian's routine now. Yeah. So yeah. who are they, who's Marvel going to get to recast him? Uh, well, they don't need to because remember, at the end of... Winter Soldier, he got in trouble. Does he? Does he like die? Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, he gets arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that he was in that movie. Mm -hmm. That's right. I remember because that was like one like the first thing that came to mind. It's sad that that's the first thing that came to mind. But (laughs) yeah. But no, you know that's our generation. He doesn't really. He didn't really do things very often. Yeah. After his uh, Larry Sanders show. Yeah, he turned into into a character actor. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, Paul McCartney's gonna be a pirate. Nice. Which I think is awesome. Um, well, I mean, it continues, like, because, like, I'm, I'm imagining he's going to play, like, a relative of Jack Sparrow. Sure, why Is that not? supposed to be, like, his the Jack Sparrow character? Is that, yeah. like, all of his relatives are famous rock stars? He's, so. he's going to be, like, the cool uncle. Like, yeah. the, the straight and narrow uncle. Yeah. I'd be fine with and that. And he's going to be like, make sure that when you, you go, you go down a long winding road. 
He's going to show up in a yellow submarine. I was like, just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I don't old care. rickety pirate ships are just sailing along. All of a sudden, like, a yellow submarine just <laughs> breaches the water level. Like, this isn't... I'm, I'm strangely excited about another Pirates movie. Um, so I, I kind of can't think get cool. worse than the fourth one. So, right, well, and this one's directed by the guys who made Contiki, which oh. everybody knows I love. Yeah. Um, and they can make movies on the ocean that are cool. So the, the, the shark I hope, one. Uh, yes. I was yeah. going to say, I, I hope that Jack Sparrow fights a shark. That'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Like he just pulls it out of the water and he jumps on it, and he stabs it in the head. And he says savvy. Have I told anybody that you need to see Contiki? Cause that fucking happens. I remember that from like a year ago on the podcast. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna keep saying it until somebody sees Contiki. Uh, uh, Lego Batman got a trailer this week. Yeah. Did you? I it's was like talking Batman, to, but with Legos. I was talking to Brad. Did you only see the one on the internet? Yes. Did you not see it before your movie? No. No. Is there a different one? Oh my god. Oh what? Okay, so the one on the internet's okay. Yeah. It's, I was just gonna say the one. Uh, I, I I described it to Brad. So I saw it before Batman Superman. So it starts off in the Bat Cave and Batman comes in. He's like, oh, another hard day. And he takes off his like cape and stuff, but he leaves his cowl on and he's wearing a robe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's looking at his family pictures like, I hope I made you proud today, Dad. And like a tear starts coming down his eyes. And Alfred shows up behind him. He's like, Master Bruce. And he turns around and like drop kicks him through a <laughs> piano. He's like, hey, Alfred, I told you not to sneak up behind me. It's like really zany and funny and it's way better. That's so, um, yeah, the, the one that plays before the movie. I'm surprised you guys didn't get that one. No. Yeah. Because when I s- sat down, I was like, oh, they're going to show the one where he's rapping. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was way different and it looked awesome and it showed a bunch of like villains and, uh, cool. The Justice League was in it. So. Oh, great. It's always good when you put the Justice League in a movie. They had someone uh, else to play the Joker, didn't they? Uh, it doesn't. Need, is it Will Arnett? Because it didn't sound like, in the main trailer. Arnett, it didn't yeah. sound like Will Arnett. It's it Will is Arnett, Will Arnett. Yeah. yeah. Good. So yeah, it looks funny. Cool. Uh, yeah, and then the only other thing I have is that uh, Annabelle Two is going to be directed by uh, David Sandberg, who made Kung Fury. Brad. Yeah. Are you going to go see Annabelle <laughs> Two now? Uh, well, weird it's a better uh, director because if the director it's... of Annabelle One made Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So. <laughs> If it's a comedy now, probably. Yeah. The, I mean, if they make it a comedy, that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. Here's the thing is, Annabelle is actually not that bad of a movie if it was directed better. Um, mm. Because the director is horrible. Yeah. And I don't really... I don't notice directing until it's really bad or really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's people that... Uh, the Mark Stephen Johnsons of the world would just, you know... Or Brett Ratner's where they just shoot stuff. And they're like, yeah, whatever. You can do this yeah, job. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if, if they're the Elmer's glue of directing. Exactly. Yeah. But if it's bad, then it's noticeable. I think it's especially in horror films when you have to build tension. Uh, there's a new trailer. I always I was joking for the longest time on the release schedule in July. There's the thing called Untitled New Line Tentpole Horror. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> and so today, <laughs> Tentpole Horror. Yeah. So today they released. It's called Lights Out. Oh, and I was really hoping it was. And it's these people. They. <laughs> so the trailer is this lady's walking, and. The light's off, and there's, like, a silhouette of somebody standing, and she turns it on, and then they go away. Then she turns it off, and it's there again. So it's like... See, I would think that if you if you ta- if your untitled title included Tentpole, my assumption is that it is a a franchise tent, like... Well, it's James Wan, who's... Oh, who's okay. really... Okay, so they really big. are... They're just... A assume- producer. He's a producer on it. He's yeah, not the director. so they really are just assuming, like, hey, this will be big, and yeah. that's why we're calling it a tent Because The Conjuring 2 got a new trailer, and it's pretty awesome. I haven't seen it. Okay. I saw it was supposed to, though. Yeah, yeah, the first one was great. This one's better. It's, so James Wan can make freaking horror movies. Yeah. That dude's great. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, it's funny when I read the, <laughs> when I saw this article, I misread it at first. And so I had to go back and double check because I thought it, that it said, um, by the director of Kung Pao. And I was <laughs> so excited. I was like, dude, yeah, that's yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah, like, like they're going down into the basement and it's dark down there and there's evil's dolls. And then you hear, yay! <laughs> I call him Tungy. <laughs> I love that movie. I will so say good. that, like, uh, the Kung Fury guy, he's only made Kung Fury, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah. like, it is possible that he could do a thing as well. Oh, so, no, I mean, absolutely. Like, give him a chance. I, absolutely, I was I'm just there. a thing that I saw in the, in the news and was like, that's funny. I should bring yeah. that up just in yeah. case Brad's like, hell yeah, I'll go see some movie I've never seen before because Kung Fury. Um, anyway, other than a whole bunch of Batman vs. Superman news, which we will only discuss in the review, I think that's news. Unless oh, anybody else. Cool. There was one story that I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember what it was. So. The trailer for War Dogs came out, and I'm really excited because I'm a huge Todd, Todd Phillips fan. Oh, I didn't so. get a chance to yeah, watch it yet. It looks all right. Yeah. yeah. I've not disliked any Todd Phillips yeah. movies, so I'm really excited. I think you need to see an R, uh, Red Man trailer of that, though. That's true. That's mm. I mean, true, it, yeah. I get the idea of it. It looks funny. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a trailer, too, for The Nice Guys now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, that, yeah. it's still not as good as the first Red Man. It's not as good, but it's better than the Green Band trailer. So. Yes, it is better than the Green Band trailer. So. so. Anyway, cool. That's news. Uh, what's coming out on Blu-ray? By the power of Grayskull. Point Break or Bad Boys 2? Which one do you think I prefer? No, I mean, which one do you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. Oh, it's next week. The Hateful Eight is your big release of this week. Um, so if you didn't see that, good for you. Uh, <laughs> shoot. And the internet's still again. Um, the horribly overlooked by the Oscars, Concussion. Mm. Um, Did you see it? No. Okay, so I thought I thought you were serious for a second. So. No, I'm in America, yeah. so uh, no, nobody saw I that. still love the line, tell the truth. Tell the truth. I actually really wanted to tell see it. Tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. The, my, the biggest issue with it is that they make Will Smith's character the most, like, almost comically likable. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. like, there's one point where, like... The, like it is Will Smith. Like, right? the priest comes to him and is like, hey, we found this random woman from Africa, and we think you're the only one this time that won't rape her. Would you be okay with taking her in to live in your house? Mm. I was like, wow. really? Like, My goodness. All right. Um, now I want to see it, because that sounds ridiculous. Uh, Keith, Kiefer Sutherland oh, yeah, and uh, Demi Moore and Donald Sutherland are in a movie called Forsaken. We are going to see that. some kind of Western movie. You're going to see that. It was at AMC for like two days. Yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah? read a review of it on Blu-ray.com. They say the movie's badass. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. All right. I, Mine's I, pre-ordered. I think it's only twelve ninety nine or I something. I want to check that out then. Um, Inside Lewin Davis is getting a Criterion release, and it's packed for like a ton of things with the two, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, man. I need to see that again. Uh, but not as much as I need to see Point Break. Yeah. Which is getting the greatest film of 2015. Yeah. The, on the cover, there's just a bit. The, mm, all right. So I don't like this because I, I talked about the fact that I appreciated that when they were you made this movie, they didn't make it like the, the same, same movie. Is it the and same the, poster as the. No, but it is two dudes surfing on a giant wave. Yeah. Which implies that it's point break. I don't think they even surf in the film at any point. I, I don't know. I need to uh, see on it. Blu-ray.com, they gave it one star and he said if you give it less stars, he would have. Wow. <laughs> that only wants to make me make or makes me want to see it more. Uh speaking of Keanu Reeves, uh he's in a movie called Exposed where he wears a jacket and looks sternly is at he things. In the FBI. Uh he might be Oh, he is carrying a gun. Yes, he looks like an FBI agent. Um Good for him. So there you go. Maybe he's exposing himself to someone. Uh here's this looks like it's got to be a Shout Factory release just based on the cover. 
Uh, Ryan, can you tell me anything about Cherry Falls? Yeah, it's a send-up of slasher films. It's kind of a dark comedy starring Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy, Murphy. yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a bad film. Cool, and Jay Moore. Yeah. All right. Um, it's do- a Canadian production. Let me see if I can see the spot. Yeah, it is. it's a Scream Factory. Cool. Are you getting it? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Cool. Um, the, the Sicilian, which is some old movie with a pretty pizza. cool cover. Uh, nope, it's not based on the pizza. pizza. Yeah, uh, the Hidden Fortress is getting a Criterion release Ooh. again, but it's been on Blu-ray before. And I think, so I think it's, it's been on Criterion for a long time too. So well, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's the movie that structurally Star Wars is based off of. Um, and Frightmare, the ultimate nightmare. Yes. Um, so this is a this is a pretty cool poster. Um, it's a bunch of hands, and they're just severed hands, um, but they're not... Oh, no, they're not actually severed hands. I'm, I'm sorry. They're growing out of trees, so there's, like, tree limbs that then turn into hands, and they're reaching for, I don't know, like a, like a lighter or something, or something made of silver. Maybe it's a coffin. I don't know. It looks pretty dumb. Uh, but, yeah, so check out... Brad is really enthralled. He's falling asleep. Check out here. Frightmare. <laughs> Um, uh, but I think that's it. Cool. Cool. Henry, you have a comic book for me? Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay, go ahead. No, we have a spice around. No, whatever. Uh, I'll find it. You'll find it. Uh, make it really hard for him to find, though. Cool. Um, fuck. Stan! Hi! Hey. hey, you know, I think he bought it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. what kind of story did you give him? Oh, it was the Vulture Soliloquy, you know, from the Spider-Man anniversary issue. Love, be a vulture tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough, Mr. Oh, forget it. But, you know, I think you ought to get him some help. He seems to be really hung up on superhero sex organs. But you'll outgrow it. Okay. Uh, so, no, yeah, no, just no. after watching uh, Daredevil, I reread this comic I like. Uh, it's it's a Moon Knight comic, so if you've never read Moon Knight, I think this is a good way to kind of get into him. Because it has cool. pretty much every other Marvel character in it as well. He's crazy, right? He is crazy. Great. And this t- tackles that. Um, it's called Moon Knight Gods and Country is the arc. Uh, you can just Google that and find it. Basically, it takes place right after Civil War, and Moon Knight's just still schizophrenic. And how he's schizophrenic in this arc is that he's seeing all of the superheroes that were in Civil War, including, like, Captain America, and I think Spider-Man at one point makes an appearance. And they're like, bro, why are you still killing people? You're Moon Knight. You should be better than this. And he's like, well, I, I need to do this. And so it's it's kind of, like, introduces you to the character in kind of an interesting kind of way. That Cool. So if you want to get into Moon Knight, and it's interesting because it's Civil War. and Yeah. Moon Knight is going to break through one day. <laughs> I, I, I feel like at some point they're going to do he's a back to entrance to. like they did with Punisher. Yeah, he's going to have to. I mean, he's a cool character. It's yeah. just, I, for some reason, he just doesn't catch on. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, the problem is that every writer does him differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people make him a Bruce Wayne type. Some people make him this type, a poor person. And so yeah, huh. they need a definitive Moon Knight. Which which could totally work because like, if you want to go that way, you could definitely make it he's a con man. Because he does yeah. that in the comics a lot. Because mm-hmm. he has like 15 different aliases. So. Yeah, cool. So yeah. He needs a he needs the the Deadpool treatment. <laughs> yeah, not, it's not funny. So. Sure. And then yeah. the original creator will get credit for him, even though he had nothing to do with how the character is nowadays. Yeah, I'm just you know like exactly. Rob Liefeld. I'm just saying, like you know, now, now against Rob the, Liefeld, he just doesn't know how to draw. In the in the cultural context, uh, consciousness, everyone yeah. is going to assume that the movie version of Deadpool is the correct version. Yeah. Um, and and at least then it's going to be grounded. X so. gonna give it to you. Yes. 
This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw Batman Superman. I will never say the real title. Ever. Dawn of Justice. Ba- Batman v. Superman. Dawn, Dawn of Justice. Beavis Dodge. Uh, Henry, should people see Batman Superman? Uh, yeah, I think it's okay. I, I would see it, so. Cool. I, I th- well, I should, if you were going to see it already, but you were kind of on the fence since the reviews, still see it. If you were thinking like you probably weren't going to like it, you don't need to see it. So. <laughs> James? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think, like, I'm telling my parents not to see it, but I think if you wanted to see it and then saw a lot of bad reviews, you should go see the movie, because it's, it's got some cool stuff in it. I put it somewhere in a, like, you know, Spider-Man 3-esque bucket of, this movie has problems, but it's got some cool stuff in it that should be seen, and should be enjoyed on the big screen, because it's pretty damn gorgeous. Um, it's just troubled yeah so uh brad i'll do you last <laughs> because you're the batman fan um i was actually uh surprised on how much i enjoyed the movie watching the trailers i was concerned yeah um some of my concerns were not alleviated by watching it um but i will say i had i enjoyed it more than i thought i was going to um i uh, ben affleck's batman and bruce wayne's oh, really good so good um but yeah uh, i'll start talking about it in the review Brad, you're the big Batman guy. Should people go see Batman Superman? Uh, well, I think a lot of people are going to see it anyway, so what's my recommendation? Means <laughs> They're nothing. listening to the podcast. I'm asking you for your you recommendation <laughs> because you're a Batman fan. Don't, yeah. don't take the pussy way out. Do you did like you, it or not? Did you like Batman? Oh, the question is, did I like it or not? Okay. Yes. It makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I did like it. It is... Five years. Five <laughs> years, Ryan. We've been asking the same question every week for five years. I know. Sorry, that's what you're saying. It's definitely not a fun movie, but yeah. um, I did. I like that they're going like they're not trying to be Marvel. Like yeah. they're trying to uh, blaze their own trail. So yeah, it, it's. A, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a good time. So cool. Here's a trailer. Which one are you gonna play? Uh, Don't play the oh. second one. Don't no, play the one I'm gonna that... play the. La- I'm gonna play the last one where it's mostly just Batman, and then they're like, "Oh, and he's gonna say he's gonna fight Superman too." Cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Master Wayne. Thermal imaging is showing me two dozen hostiles on the third floor. Why don't I drop you off on the second? Even you got too old to die young, not for lack of trying. He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. If we believe there's even a 1% chance that he is our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. God versus man. Day versus night. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. That's a a well-cut trailer. Yeah, so here's the thing, is Batman Superman actually works very well. I, I had a lot of issues with it going in, but I think the idea of Bruce Wayne 
and you get this in the trailer, yes. is upset because of what Superman did. Yes. I think it's a great motivation. I yeah. think, to me, that makes sense for the character. The, the thing that I said early on where I was like, oh, man, if you make the climax of this movie them fighting, I'm going to hate this movie. Mm-hmm. The plot of the first half of this movie proved me wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. the first halfway I mean. through, I was like, oh, man, Bruce, you got to fucking fight this guy. Yeah. This is going to be great. Because, be, and that's where uh, I think Affleck is so good is you can see the years of Batman on him. Yeah. You can see that he's pissed off. Yeah. You can see he doesn't like Superman. Yeah. He doesn't like people destroying his buildings. He doesn't like people hurting um, you know, his family that he calls him now. Yeah. And I'll also say that I was – when I read that they're going to show um, the death of Batman's parents again, they're going to tell that fucking story again. I was like, are you serious? But I will say that Zack Snyder did it in a really cool, compelling way. Um, visually, visually, yes, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the shot of the the Glock in the pearl necklace, and it, the slide goes back and it breaks it as it kills his mom. Uh, his mom, I think, is really cool. Um, the Zack Snyder knows how to make things look great, yeah, um, and yeah. it actually served a purpose later on in the movie. Uh, 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 <laughs> so I I agree with you that the shot looks cool. I I don't think that it's like choreographed. What this sounds weird, but like it feels forced. No, I agree. Way. Like he he sets up that shot because so, he knows it's going to look cool, and I think you could pull it off by just choreographing the scene differently. Um, but you know, and, to, and I, I also disagree that I needed to see that scene again. You don't, but especially I, but start I, the movie. But that I way. think because it sets up um, Bruce's nightmares throughout the film, mm-hmm. I think's not a bad choice. Um, sure, because it's it's setting up where he is, um, you know, in his mind, and why he doesn't like Superman. Or I don't know if he doesn't like him, doesn't trust him. Yeah, um, because he's, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's funny. I was sitting there watching that whole montage unfold, and then you know they have Thomas Wayne say his wife's name out loud. And I'm like, of all the parts of the that montage to like make an audible. Like yeah. why that? Like that seemed silly. Here we go. Yeah. And then I and was I thought it was really interesting too. They had it actually yeah. was meaningful. Like yeah. you know, ac- accomplished actors uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohan like are his parents. Was it Lauren Cohan? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It totally is. It yeah. weirded me out. Yeah, I was yeah, like, like, wow. Why they're... did you pay? Honestly, if I were a producer of this movie, I'm yelling at Zack Snyder like, really? We paid for these people to play <laughs> so this Negan role. Megan and Maggie, or yeah, and, and that's the thing too. Is I think I, I think maybe Jeffrey Dean Morgan did it as like a favor because he was a comedian and yeah. Watchmen. He might have. Um, and then I mean, if, if but he, if he if he's credited, he can't he do it as a favor. He no, still gets paid. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, um, I guess he's trying to add credibility to the parts, sure, which is fine. And it could be that he comes back. It could be that whatever yeah. vision that they have for this. They need actors for that role because yeah. they're yeah, like, well, fine. what if we have to do this again? Um, I it, and it is when I was talking about earlier. I love Christopher Reeve as Superman. Yeah, I, I like Harry Cavell, but I think he's so sad all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, dude, you're like the most powerful guy in the world. And yeah, I know it sucks that you kill people, but come on. And he proved it can be charismatic and like Man from Uncle. Exactly. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not his fault. Is what I'm saying. It's not his fault. Because the script asks him to be that way. He's got to yeah. save all his charisma for Man from Uncle 2. <laughs> That's They're happening. making Man from Uncle 2, right? And, but, you know, even the part at the beginning with uh, Lois Lane going to, you know, the terrorist yeah. thing, I thought was cool. I, 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 love, yeah. I love the sound of you hear Superman coming and he crashes through and then she lets go of that guy because she knows he's going to, you know, fucking fuck him murder up. him <laughs> yeah. all day long. Um, 
so I think the scene set up well, and I, I just wish Superman was happier, you know, because he's always so downtrodden about, oh, I'm yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, we got you, bro. Yeah, and it would be, um, I, th- I think it would actually play into his character in this movie better if he were, because, um, because he's almost played, like, he's written as if he's almost, like, like, naive or something. Yeah. Um, like, the fact that he, he, it's like he doesn't understand why people see him the way he is. Yeah. Um, he's like a fool caught in a trap. Exactly. Um, which doesn't, it doesn't play real well. Like, it doesn't make me like him. Or, or, or feel sorry for him that yeah. well. But, and I, I feel too, uh, you guys can agree or disagree. I thought the film got, uh, more exciting any, anytime Bruce Wayne was on screen. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, the rest and of the movie I don't think was bad. Specifically, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Batman's cool. Bruce Wayne in this movie is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the rest of the movie's cool, but it seems like it had the shot of energy it needed anytime Bruce Wayne showed up. Yep. You know, uh, but there, there are some shocking things in the film. I, uh, the when Superman shows up for the Senate hearing, I think is an amazing piece where everybody's going to die except for Superman. Yes, and he's going to be blamed. I think the way that's played is really cool. Yeah, and I think Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, I think is pretty good. At the, when I saw him in snippets, I'm like, I don't like this guy, and when I saw him in the context of the whole movie, I thought he, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I th- he's definitely a weirdo. I, I call him a Greek mythology nerd. <laughs> yeah. You could tell he's unhinged. And there's a moment, um, here. And he's annoying, but, yeah, like, here's big you want spoilers. your villain to be like, I mean, we likeable. already mentioned spoilers, but I'm going to start spoiling this movie. Yeah. Big spoilers. There's a part where, I mean, you knew that he was manipulating Superman and Spy, uh, Spider-Man, Superman and Batman. Yeah. But to the degree as where he kidnaps, you know, Martha, uh, Kent, and Superman's pissed, his eyes go already. He's like, tell me where she is. He's like, I don't know! Because he's afraid that the Superman's gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. yeah. And that moment where he's like, I don't know where she's at, and I did that on purpose, so you better go fight Batman, or, um, you know, whatever. I, so I like his Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. but what's interesting is, the, the scene you just uh, talked about, or two scenes ago that you talked about, where, where he blows up all the people in that, mm-hmm. uh, in the Capitol, I love that scene, and at that point, I'm with the movie. I'm yeah. like, this is cool. He's manipulating to make these two guys so angry at each other that they're going to fight, partially because he just wants, like, he's like, they're both problems. If one of them dies, I'm better off for it. I hopefully want Superman to die, but I'm, you know, who knows how that's even possible. Um, but, like, him orchestrating all that stuff really works well for me. But the uh, like immediately after that scene yeah the newscast comes on and goes but we know that it was a bomb and that superman didn't do it wait yeah what that was you know i because from then on his plot his his like plot or his you know uh his plan for doing all this makes no fucking sense to me like he i like him as insane but his idea for how he's going to line these characters up and make him do stuff is so contrived yeah and and not a good plan. That's, you know, the, my biggest problem with this movie is I think, I think Ben Affleck's great in it. I think Gal Gadot, I think she's fine as Wonder she's Woman. Fine, yeah. yeah. Um, my biggest problem is the convenience she's of some good... of the script. Um, and my biggest one, again, here's huge spoilers, and we'll talk about the fight later, but at the, at the end where he's about to kill Superman, yeah. he has a spear with kryptonite and he's gonna drive it through Superman's chest and he puts his, foot on superman's throat and uh he's like save martha and he's like what name did you say save martha and then lois lane shows up and she's like it's his mother's name it's a fucking that's stupid, stupid scene that's a stupid. fucking stupid scene that's stupid why does he say that yeah. period because 
why would Superman think that Batman knows Martha is his mom? <laughs> why did because I mean. in 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 the thing that they just built, why doesn't he fly down there and go? Hey, my mom's name is Martha, and she's been captured. Hey, Batman, I super need your help, man. But he did try. I mean, but that, that, it, it took me two seconds to say that. How hard did Superman try? That's what I mean. Like, that's the convenience of it, that Lois Lane shows up just before he's stabbed. Right. That's my problem. But the lead up to it, you know, I still think the scene's badass when Batman's chasing those bad guys, and he's, like, wasting them with the Batmobile gun. Yeah. And then Superman's staying there, and the Batmobile hits a Superman, and he rips the top off, and right. he's like... This is your warning. Right. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, it is. Movie makes sense at that um, point. I'm like, it makes sense. And even the part where, you know, I, I think it's shot so well that he sends a bat signal up and he's looking up and Superman's like hovering over him. I'm like, oh, this is going to get real. Yeah. And, you know, it makes sense to me. He uses kryptonite to weaken Superman. He makes his, you know, armor really heavy. Right. And then that training montage because he knows that his suit's heavier, so he has to get stronger. You mean the, the Rocky Four montage? Oh, it's, it's so awesome. good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> because... That, those pull-ups when he's doing them and all those ways from him, he's like, Rah! I'm going to hit this tire with this sledgehammer because I'm cool. Yeah. See, to me, like, I'm fucking in this movie right now. Yeah. I want to see him fight. And I thought the fight was cool, except for the ending. I didn't like the ending. It's too convenient that Lois Lane shows up. And, and then Lois Lane I, throws the spear into a well. Yeah. Why? Like, Which, he went just be like, this might be important. I should give this to at least the victor, right? Yeah. yeah. Or just... Well, and, not do anything and, and that was so distracting to me too because they've had these awkward little scenes where they're like trying to tease a just the justice league right yeah, i thought aquaman so we, was going to show up exactly yeah. so the whole time that there's this like just long sequence of her caught under these rocks i'm like this is so contrived if you have aquaman show up to save her i'm i'm going to throw up like yeah. like you literally wrote this whole scene and my problem and i've seen a lot of people complain about Zack snyder or like put this on Zack snyder for the problems in this movie i don't think it's him at all this movie to me feels like a pre-marvel superman or uh superhero movie where wb walked in and said you have to have this and this and this and this and this in this movie, you have to show us the death of, of Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents because we're going to sh- try to make a billion dollars in China and anyone who hasn't seen the movie, seen that already or doesn't know Batman, we need to explain it to them. We have to set up this whole franchise so all this has got to be in there. Like it just seems so jam-packed a gar- with garbage um, that the movie starts to fall apart under its own weight. And I don't think that's his fault. Like, a no, lot of no, what no, he no. does in this movie, I think, is really cool. I think a lot of the issues with the film is the marketing time part of it. Like, like, yeah. like yeah, I don't think they should have shown Doomsday in the marketing at all. No. Well, I, I don't think Doomsday should mistake. be in the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you need a villain, but, like, like okay, you're also going to tell the story is killing Superman, which, spoilers, right? Yeah, um, we're spoiler territory now. Yeah, we, we've, we've said it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to tell that story, too, which literally when that happened, I rolled my eyes and thought, oh, great, you're going to tell every Superman story? Why didn't we have them get married in this movie, too? And the fucking ring shows up. And I was like, really? Really? You just tried to jam every giant tentpole Superman story into this one movie? And that, that to me, feels like... I think it was a good choice, though. It's like I think it, so, too. It gives... I think that Instead scene just is just chasing fine. Darkseid in the Justice League movies, it's like, we also have to get back Superman somehow. We have to reintroduce Superman. And it, I, I was telling Ryan, like, the fact that it's Alexander Luther and not just Lex Luther, like, he's... This son of Lex Luthor, yeah, they might be setting up like a different, like an Earth Two scenario where they can get a Superman from a different dimension, yeah. uh, and possibly a happier Superman. Yeah. I was gonna and say like, that <laughs> that could be cool, but what you just pitched me is like it, it's like the search for Spock. Only I don't give a damn about Spock. <laughs> like I don't want a movie where we spend the whole movie trying to save. I- 
Superman. I, I, I think I think Doomsday is I think as a villain is actually I think is he's, needed in he's it. He's fine because it needs to it needs this movie because it's setting up Justice League has to have a reason why they're all there. And you saw it with Batman using his smarts to leave. And that's another thing I had a problem with this movie is they made damn sure that you knew that there was no civilian casualties. Three times they mentioned. <laughs> luckily, it's, luckily, it's after five o'clock, so everybody's gone home. There's yeah. definitely no one in any building ever. Yeah, and then they <laughs> said, "Please don't oh, write us any don't, letters. Don't worry that that island's uninhabited." Oh, now I'm at this yeah. uh, dock, and there's no one here. We're just shooting nukes off into the atmosphere. That won't hurt anybody. It, it, uh, see the, that that's where I think the missteps I think that DC makes, where Marvel instead of saying, "Oh, there's no one here," civil. Uh, Civil, Civil War, War is addressing it like, hey, you guys are assholes. Yeah, it's been f- like four movies since yeah. they blew up New York, and we're still talking about the fact that yeah. that was bad. And, yeah. But I, I will say, in my theater, when Wonder Woman showed up, people cheered. Really? When she showed up and just like started kicking ass, people were like, woo! See, I had heard that beforehand, and when it happened in my theater, it was pretty calm. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, like, oh... People are just excited because Junkie XL showed up. Because that's also exactly when Junkie XL shows up, and the music goes all Mad Max, and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." And she's fine. Mm-hmm. I like Diana more than I like Wonder Woman in the movie. Yeah, but I, I think uh, I think the movie works, and I think they have an opportunity here. I, I like, uh, of course, they're you know they're trying to fit it in, but I think that even the scene with the Flash, uh, not the scene in Bruce's nightmare, but um, the scene where he's in the convenience store, I think yeah, looks yeah. cool. Um, you know the cyborg thing with the dude from Terminator Two, the the guy from Skynet. Miles Dyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Dyson. Like, whoa. Um, Wait, the Aquaman when, one was meh. When is the Flash in his one of his nightmares? Is he the guy who comes through yeah. the weird portal thing? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought there was like a another, like an other Robin at some point. Yeah, but they all so pointed out to me as the those Flash. The most confusing is, part. Of yeah, like me. are those? Is that still? Is that maybe them setting up for another? Mo- I don't no, know no, why those are. It there. might be like the, a, the Flash can run so fast. I think he can, like he can change time right yeah but like yeah. other people have, like, oh, said, like oh it's a different dimension he can like go through dimensions yeah i, I'm I so don't know like, what, what uh, the flash to... will have his own movie and i'm sure and they might show yeah. that whole sequence was so long and it's too bad because that's also the sequence in the trailer that we were like i want to see that cool batman where he's like fighting on rooftops and it's all dusty everywhere and then it turns out to be like but this see, weird sequence but see, that... i actually thought that was interesting because i mean i'm not the biggest dc guy but i recognize things like the omega sim- symbol is dark side symbol yeah the the demons are called parademons, parademons yeah. and they're his like minions right um and i thought it was cool when uh, you know batman's shooting and killing people and when he's captured and then superman just like uses his heat vision and blows all those dudes away i'm like oh this is badass yeah um, because it's playing into the fears that bruce has about superman right um and again i think the and i when batman goes to save uh martha kent i think it's a sweet it's the, awesome. It, re- it reminded me I of wish the that Arkham Knight game. So just imagine yeah. seeing that it, fresh. Well, it's in the trailer that everybody just heard. Like the very last trailer that they did, that trailer was great. I'm just saying, like, if they hadn't put any of that in the trailer, like if I just saw the movie and saw that oh. end sequence, I've been like, oh, if you hadn't seen it, oh, I'm it would have made the movie great. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, it reminded me of Arkham Knight. Because you know he's using the grappling hook, he's throwing the disruptor on all their things, and he's kicking the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah. And he's doing it in a way. I'm like, yeah, that's how Batman would do it. You know, he's he's like pounding him on the ground. He's throwing him through walls, um, and he you know kills a bunch of people. And I don't I don't have a problem with him doing it because and to me in the story, Batman doing that to those guys makes sense to me. Yeah, no, he's like, I agree. Fed up Batman, who's like exactly I, yes. I've been playing it safe. 
all my friends are pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Like and, the rules have changed. And I think I think they're onto so I think I, you know people were always against Ben Affleck being Batman, and I was for him. I'm like I know he'll be a good Batman, mm-hmm. and he's a great Bruce Wayne. And yeah. I, he um, he has moments are just I think I think he's the strongest part in the film. Agreed. Um, yeah. But it also makes me excited for the Wonder Woman movie when I saw the uh, picture from 1918. I'm like, oh, cool. World yeah. War One. Yeah. Chris With Captain Kirk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I I like a lot of this movie. I do, too. Um, and I wasn't really bored. Uh, I wasn't really bored, but yeah. I do feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of fat in this movie. It's not it's not super tight. I don't think. I'll, there's a lot of things about it that I don't think make much sense and, and feel very convenient or contrived. Um, it's just not... I mean, it, it feels the way that Avengers yeah. should have felt, honestly. And, and because I what think, you're trying to do is yeah. so tough, and this is just not a movie that pulled, them, pulled off a miracle. I think it had too many epilogues. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, I think it was... The, actually, I kind of got a little choked... Not choked up, but I felt something when Superman at his funeral was had the uh, like the march down washington and then it cut back to the real funeral at uh smallville i'm like oh man that's pretty good but then you know then the ring shows i'm like that's stupid but then you know the rest of it where he's he has this dual personality still and that they still don't know that they're one and the same i think's great yeah and i like the scene where batman shows up to confront lex in prison because it's just like a cool like horror film batman scene yeah where he's like you you, you're fucking with me man and i'll i'll find you um and then where he you know, Luther says to him, he says, well, you know, be ready because he's coming. And Batman realizes that he has to fight something bigger than even him. One of, it, one of the things that I have a problem with this movie or that I think this movie doesn't do great is that, like, I, yeah, I like those scenes, but they are all chopped together at the same time. And, and it, the movie does it a, uh, in a few different places. But that was one real clear example of, like, we we have this this conversation at the funeral and then you go to the scene in the in the jail and i think we've jumped forward in time and then we jump back in time back to yeah. the funeral again and and it does that in a couple places where i was just like uh, wait wait where am i why what and it just it gives you like this whiplash um where it doesn't just let you enjoy some of what's sure. happening but i can uh, also see why that was they had to cut for rated r I'm, that was pretty close to rated r like yeah. violence Oh yeah, and not in a bad way. I'm just saying, yeah, I can see why they cut 30 minutes out of it. I'm yeah. interested to see like what is. Like, oh, me too. So. I, yeah. Brad had a great idea that they're gonna that Jenna Malone is actually a Robin and they're gonna show her die and stuff, and that's like another Bruce nightmare. Yeah. I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Um. I, I, again, I was pleasantly surprised because um, every trailer I saw of this, I'm like, man, I don't know, I don't yeah. know about this movie, and um. Yeah, and I it, it worked for me. It worked. I, I think it's because it's on the strength of Affleck's performance as Bruce yes. Wayne. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree. I feel like um, when it came out that he was cast and there was the big backlash, I feel like he was like really like, I need to make sure this yeah. is good. So. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to make his own Batman movie, and I hope he does. And I think he'll do well. And, you know, it kind of tied into the Nolan Batmans because Wayne Manor's burned down or yeah. destroyed. So it had a little tie into there. So it, I'm, I'm fine with him. And I think, um, you know... I think they'll be all right I, I love that there's even like a shot of of alfred testing the voice augmentation mm-hmm. thing yeah. to be like it, hey he's gonna have a weird voice this movie and if you complain about it you can't because we put it in the movie it's okay well, to me it makes sense that he has something that distorts his voice instead yeah. of right yeah I, I think that's cool it's fine it's all and it's what's, all okay what's, what's a clever little movie thing is when superman busted his mask is he lost that voice like the, the microphone didn't work anymore yeah 
and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But, that, I, but, I mean, Superman always knew who he was anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, well, because like, he figured it out when he was at the party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny that you bring up the, uh, uh, or that you brought up the whole thing with Christopher Reeve's uh, Superman, because, of course, this is one where, like, when you see Clark, you see Clark Kent, and he's, like, you know, charismatic and, like, yeah. you know, sort of popular at work Still and stuff like great. that. And you're like, really? Yeah. Ha, come on. Yep. Come on. And you that's know? what I mean. Like, you can tell in the Chris Reeve one where he, he's different. He's a different character. Yeah. You know, his, his, uh, Clark Kent's bumbling and goofy. Right. His Superman is super nobody, confident. Nobody respects him. Like, so it adds this layer of allure that's like, or not allure, but, you know, it adds this yeah. layer of like, no one's looking at him, and that's why no one sees exactly. him. Exactly. Not because he looks different. Exactly. Know? But um, I, I, again, I didn't, I thought, even uh, that they killed Superman, I thought was, I, I was actually shocked that they did. Yeah, I was surprised. Because I, 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 I was like, wow, they're going to actually kill him. And I thought it was actually a great moment where Lois realized that he's not coming back from killing uh, Doomsday. You yeah. know, he's she's like, you can't do this. And he's like, I have to. Yeah. And to me, that's Superman. I'm not a big yeah. Superman fan, but him sacrificing himself for truth, justice, and the American way, right. I think is important. And I think that's why they had to do it in this movie. I just wish that they had spent some time building him into a character I cared about. Yeah. Like, no, the, I, the bathtub scene doesn't work for me. The, no, like... I agree. Uh, I think that's yeah. why Chris Reeve's Superman is going to be the one that everyone's judged on, because watching that movie again, I was like, yeah, that's why people love him. Yeah. It's because as Clark Kent, he's a bumbling idiot. Right. But as Superman, he's super confident, and he, you know, he's also uh, the guy who's, you know, laying down and trains are running over him. It's yeah. really, it's really an embodiment of that, like that exactly. power fantasy. Exactly. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I did like Kevin Costner's bit in it too. Yeah, even though, good. even though I don't know why, Superman I don't know why he's there. Vision, no. but yeah. I, I still like Kevin Costner. I don't know why. Like, like rumor is saying that like the reason Batman has a vision, I guess Superman too, is like someone's putting them there, like mm. some some DC character that can do that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm not a big DC what? fan. Is there someone that's like that that they could uh, like bolster from? Satana, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm the enchantress. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Oh, no, I was gonna sense. say like I don't know the theory of like what if Suicide Squad isn't that they're trying to go stop some like destructive force, but they're like they've been told that they're gonna do that, but they're actually being sent to retreat something that can like bring back Superman or something. Oh, that could work. Maybe that'd be cool. So like they're on a mission, they think they're gonna like blow shit up, but they find out they're actually helping the heroes. Yeah, I'm down. I will say I'm very excited for. Suicide Squad oh, still. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 That tra- I, I got, I got the trailer in front of my movie. I was like, this is cool. I'm yeah, excited. What do you guys think um, about the theory that the Joker is, uh, the former Robin? I think it's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty I mean, after strong. This, I mean, that, they were like, yeah, beyond. but like after this one, I was pretty like, yeah. that makes a yeah. lot of sense. So, yep. Um, do you want to cool. address any of the controversy about it? Sure. What's the controversy? Well, I mean, the fact, like the reviews being super critical. Oh, <laughs> I mean, whatever. that's. It, it's funny because like you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's like it's like thirty percent audience, and then it's seventy percent critics or or yeah, vice versa. Right. No, vice it's versa. the other. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, it, it's and the, it is the, the thirty two percent is I think is based on one hundred and fifty reviews. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. the so seventy four is like one hundred fifty thousand, which is yeah. less than a quarter of Denver's population. <laughs> so, <laughs> the so. truth is, like, the, yeah, I just told you. I think this movie's a mess, and I didn't tell my parents who usually like these movies yeah, to yeah. see it. Because I think that two and a half hours for them to go to a movie that they're not going to be that entertained by, and that yeah. they're just going to get like some cool action, but walk away pretty much cold when they could spend... 
they could straight just watch three episodes of Daredevil and be way more entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, way more entertained. Yeah. Like, I, that's a hard sell for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And you look at it, like, especially my parents are yeah, like yeah. me, they only go to the Alamo. That means that for the two of them, they're going to end up spending 40 bucks. Yeah. 50 bucks if they buy, because they're going to get food. Yeah. Right? Like, can I really tell them that they should go do that? No. Because I genuinely think that this movie is on par with, with, superhero movies from eight or ten years ago well here's the question because it's currently sitting at i think 29 percent rotten tomatoes which is yeah. two points above green lantern do you think it's as bad as green lantern i think it makes a lot of the same mistakes yeah all right i mean i i think it's along the same lines as far as like this is a studio who keeps screwing up their own yeah. franchise yeah and if they if they if they didn't try to work so much stuff in here, yeah. then they'd be a lot better off. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's nearly as bad as Green Lantern was. No. But. No. No. I I, 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 I I, was a lot more entertained by it. But honestly, if you would cast somebody else's – if Ben Affleck didn't work, or, yeah. or to say it better, if you had a Bruce, uh, a Bruce Wayne in this movie that wasn't so dang entertaining, yeah. I think this movie would be that bad. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I genuinely I like. That. Well, I, I think that's that the argument point. for all DC movies: is yeah. can they make a hero as compelling as Batman? Right. And yeah. so far, they they, they can't. Um, I, th- I think they could. I've I've said for years, uh, especially once they once they didn't pull off Green Lantern because Green Lantern I thought was a great move. I was like, Green Lantern's a character that you could totally Iron Man. He's somebody most people don't know about. Yeah. If you make him a fun, and you cast Ryan Reynolds, so now he can be funny, he can be charismatic and good. He was and a then great you put him in, and, so. Yeah, you put him into this universe that's going to be really entertaining. This will be great. And then they made this movie that just like fell apart and was aimless. Yeah. Um, and after that, I said, well, what you need to do then is Wonder Woman. Because the same thing, at least with Wonder Woman now, you've got like people love Wonder Woman, but no one knows anything about Wonder Woman. Your, yeah. your wife, for example, right? Exactly. Loves Wonder yeah. Woman. She's got Wonder Woman cookie jars. Has never read a Wonder Woman comic book, even though we've bought some for her in yeah, her true. life. I can see that. Um, that's a great character that you could Iron Man that character. You could make that character suddenly the coolest character ever and then build a franchise on them, yeah. which was a great idea because it's a character first theory. Yeah. Most people don't really remember who the villain in Iron Man 1 was. So why do we spend so much time building up the villains in these movies when they try to launch? Why do you make a, a Green Lantern movie where the main villain of that movie is the biggest villain of that char- character's history? Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit. Have him fight some thugs or whatever and yeah. make giant green fists and have us love that character. And guess what? We'll come back for the next one and then you can tell that epic story. Yeah. Um, it's the thing they keep it, getting wrong. And that's what I, I've always said about... Um, the DC. I, I mean, I disagree. I think this movie actually is pretty good, but yeah. Um, but I, I, I will say that I think that's what DC gets wrong is it's not that the Marvel is trying to build towards the Avengers, right? It's they built the characters to get to Avengers, right? You know, because originally, uh, you can go back, you can listen to interviews with Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had an idea of what they wanted to do, but they threw that scene at the end of Iron Man with Samuel Jackson just because, like, ah, oh, this will be fun, right? Not because, like, oh, we're going to make an Avengers movie. Yeah. Because originally it was um, Iron Man, oh, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, and then Ant-Man. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, Ant-Man's not going to work. Let's do Captain America. And then they decided, oh, well, maybe if we put some characters that will start showing up. And then they made it connected. But yeah. that's the least of their problems. Because you can even, if you listen to any interview with Kevin Feige or any Marvel Studios guys, they shoot the movie. And then they go, oh, where can we'll go do the post-credit thing now. Yeah. yeah. They don't, that's the last thing they worry about. Right. So. Because they, I mean, they are meticulous about cutting that movie to make the movie work as a fun summer action blockbuster, um, and and so that those characters are really emotional. 
and and great. It was you interesting. Don't, you don't go get Zack Snyder to do that, honestly. Like yeah. I like Zack Snyder, but you don't go get him to do that. You go get Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. You go get some of the the directors yeah. that they got who are going to uh, be. You know, you could get the, Shane Black, man. Yeah. Did you, uh, Shane Black's Batman would be awesome. So there is no post credit scenes in Batman Superman. No. Right. And at the end of mine, you know, I'm just sitting there, I'm reading, you know, the soundtrack and I'm seeing yeah. who plays stuff. And I love seeing, I'm like, Oh, I know that digital effects studio. I'm like, I know those guys. Yeah. I, I recognize the name, not the people that work on it. It's too yeah. many, but, yeah. um, so at the end I'm getting up and there's these group of people in front of me go, I can't believe there's no post credit scene. What, what a jip. It's like, wow, that's what Marvel has put in everybody's mind, yeah. that all comic book movies have, have to have, to have a, that yeah, post-credit yeah. scene. Right. That blows my mind that we live in a world like that now. Yeah. And it's it's weird because they they shot all that content. It's just in the movie. It's, yeah. It's Diana looking at that, that like, what it should have been, if there was one, was the scene where Diana's looking at the files and going like, yeah, oh, hey, I agree. here's these guys, right? Like, agree. that would have been your, your post-credit sequence, but they put it in the movie. Yeah. Like, and that's like if they want to do that, that's for them. Yeah. We don't if need it, a post credit scene. The so. only reason you do a post credit sequence is because the scene doesn't work in the movie. Yeah, like it, it, it uh, tonally or or pacing wise just throws the whole end of the movie off. I, mean, I can't so. remember which one it was, but like uh, in one of the early Marvel films, they introduced Thor in a post credit scene that was never supposed to be in that scene. It was just a scene from Thor. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, the, Captain the, America. Yeah, the, America? The, 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 the hammer. hammer yeah. yeah, the hammer is made like a jack off motion. <laughs> Uh, have you no, guys... no, it's not Captain America because Captain America is yes. the last one before no, Avengers came out. Because it... Captain America, they, at the end of Captain America, is the trailer for Avengers. Yeah. So it's it's, it's Iron Man two is Iron them Man finding the the, the Thor, Thor's hammer. Oh, okay. I can think, yeah. I think that's when Colson became a bigger character as well. Yes. He was in the yeah, because Colson yeah two Iron Man two is also when Colson is oh, like, that's right that's right really that's right. there and then yeah. you know says that he's from Shield yeah you know so um, do you guys want to talk about the midnight interview? Do you guys? I don't know, I don't what, know that what that is. What is that? It's it's all like insider information, so this could all kind of be rumors for listeners. Insider information is in quotes. Yeah, um, but it was apparently like after like the harsh criticism came out, there was like this meeting with all of like the Marvel people that said like, okay, if it doesn't break one billion dollars, we're pulling Zack Snyder out of uh, Justice League. No, they can't. Uh, that shoots in like a week. Well, yeah, but they're going to delay it eight months. And they're going to get a new director. And they said the four directors they're looking at are uh, three of them. I was like. They're not good directors. I think it's like people that are contracted through WB. Oh, okay. Like one of them was the director of Brothers Grimsby, um, <laughs> which I thought that'd be like the worst choice for Justin. Yeah, League. great. But one of them was they would try to convince uh, George Miller to come and try to do it, which if they do that, they're going to need more than eight months. But yeah. And then, uh, and then they're going to try to get Christian Nolan to have more of an influence in it as well. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then they're also have to rewrite, they're trying to rewrite Wonder Woman as well to make it more standalone than like spreading. So. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's going to make almost $200 million this weekend. I don't think they're worried about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that overseas, this movie will do gangbusters. Yeah. So, so. whatever the, the reviews are here, I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. They should make a decision based on 150 people on a tomato monitor. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that, uh, because if 150,000 fans give it 70%, that, that's, again, I, I mean, Ben Affleck was in interviews. Like, it was made for fans. I don't care but, about yeah. it. To be fair... So. The the word of mouth is not great. Like no. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, like, "Hey, I don't think I'm going to go see this movie. Should I see this movie?" Because they've heard that it's not good, and yeah, not just I, from critics. I but think from the repeat people. might not be very good. I think it'll make yeah. over 300 million here. Yeah, yeah, I can um, see that definitely. I've only had one negative. Like of all the people I know that seen it, yeah, I loved it. I, yeah, my the, brother liked it. The person, my stepbrother, the person I went with, did liked it less than I did. Was genuinely bored through good chunks of the movie. 
Yeah. I think it's not a very typical superhero movie. Like, if you go in expecting, like, a Marvel kind of thing, I think you'll be disappointed, definitely. But uh, mm. I think it's just a very different film than a lot of people yeah. were expecting. So I was very aware uh, going in that I was like, oh, man, like, this is one of those tough ones where I've got sort of a bias going in of these trailers look like garbage and this movie is probably going to be kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, and so the day before, I convinced myself, I was like, okay, the bar is I want a fun Batman movie. Um, like if you can give me a fun Batman movie, I'll be all right. And I did. It's just that the fun Batman movie is like 40 minutes of two and a half hours. Um, so I, I, if other people had that sort of an expectation, then I can see them getting bored for that other hour or so of filler. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I think that would be really stupid for them to do, to be really honest. I mean, you, you've, you've put too much on Zack Snyder at this point. Yeah. You can't. Like yeah, and I'm not saying I agree with any of that. I'm just saying yeah. that's what's like currently happening, supposedly. I would know. just get a new writer because like yeah, well, yeah some, some mean, of the di- like dialogue was David yeah, S. Goyer. Really, he's like the DC well, actually, Chris Terrio because he did Stranger Tides, yeah. which was awful. Yeah, uh, but he did Argo. But that's yeah. he's like one of those writers who like they pick because they're like critically acclaimed, but they don't understand superheroes. Yeah, so they try to make them more like the story more legit by getting critically, yeah. but. Like he only enjoys like Greek mythology, so he made all these like religious, uh, oh, gosh, symbolism man. things in the yeah, movie yeah. instead of just like honoring like the American mythology, which is what yeah. comic books are celebrated right. as. Yeah, yeah. So he's like taking something <laughs> that they're not. E- even that was pretty like every time that Lex Luthor or somebody would make a Superman is like God metaphor, it was always like inconsistent and not like it didn't make sense or on the nose and yeah or so yeah, on yeah, the yeah. nose, um, like as. It was as annoying as in the in the X Men um, the the new X Men trailer where they're like, oh he's got they've got f- you know four horsemen that follows him it's like from the Bible or maybe the Bible got it from him yeah that really you know really I, so good I, I, it's I, in the trailer be, yeah it, uh, that's another movie I'm like this one might be yeah. stretching the X Men a little too much yep because again Days of Future Past ended with Wolverine resetting the a present whole universe. the whole universe so this is a different I, I don't know I, I have faith that brian singer can do it i don't know though those trailers i th- i think that this is the aftermath of days of future past in the past so not necessarily the future that wolverine's he, that at wolverine goes to oh, okay that makes right? sense like w- i think the, ho- the hope is like maybe wolverine goes to the future that he came from which is the bad which is the the world of I guess yeah. Last I guess stand, that's still without last stand. That takes place in the know. '80s, and then Wolverine's in the present. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess so. I I have to watch all those movies again before I see Apocalypse, so I can even get it straight. Yeah. Sounds it, it sounds a lot it like the X Men comic books, <laughs> 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 where you have it's too much going on. Yeah. Uh, if you make an entertaining movie, whatever. Yeah. I looked up Chris Terrio was credited as the Just Sleep writer, so if I do think they would want, I would get something else. But yeah, I heard I, he's burnt out. He doesn't want to do the second half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, I don't think he's only credited for oh, part Chris one. So. No, Chris Terrio. Oh, okay. He's Which like, I mean, if you're gonna do a part one and part two movie, you need to have the same person. I feel. Do like. they have like a? I, I just haven't looked into it. Does Does DC have like a um, a writers' room of DC writers who are who are Jeff Johns is supposed to be like spearheading? But yeah. Jeff Johns touches everything. So. Like, and Jeff Johns has touched a lot of bad shit, like heroes. He's supposed um, to be there. Uh, yeah, he's there. Like, like, but yeah, he's like the Kevin really? Feige. Yeah. yeah. And and wasn't Jeff Johns one of the writers on Green Lantern? Because he's been yeah. trying to push this for forever. It's possible, yeah. yeah. Like maybe Jeff. Johns so is I, so how's the DC universe go? So next year is Wonder Woman and Justice League. Yeah, Wonder well, this Woman, year is no, Suicide no, no, Squad. 
Yeah, so I'll, I'm looking up like the exact. I think schedule Justice League's 2018. So they're filming it this year and not putting out for two years. Well, Batman Superman started like three years ago. So filming. Yeah, if it's going to be a two and a half hour long movie with a whole lot of years CG, ago. it could be three. It's got to be two. Thirteen, like right after Man of Steel. It started filming. Well, they might have announced early. Production. I think. I think yeah, production because yeah, yeah. there's it, no it way they started filming. Two years ago, they had like like uh, at um, at Comic Con two years ago is when they announced it. Um, but I know. They, it, I know it's been done for a while because yeah. oh yeah, it was supposed to come out in December, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. That so here's the like, current schedule. For no, it was it was supposed to come out against Captain America. Oh, that's they right. They moved it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. It's, so this we have Batman Superman and then Suicide Squad. Right. Next year, uh, Wonder Woman first, and then Justice League Part One. 2018 is The Flash and Aquaman. 2019 is Shazam and Justice League Part Two, and then 2020 is Cyborg and Green Lantern. With I think they're throwing a Batman movie in there. Yeah, with, I'm sure they're. With, yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to. So. Um, It'd be stupid of them to wait like five years to put a Batman film out. So, yeah. huh. that's why I thought. So, I, said, I thought Justice League did come out next year. If they can really, if they can rock Wonder Woman, if they can make that movie just awesome, yeah. Which in in my mind is kind of a weird one because it's the it's the Captain America one where mm-hmm. it's like oh it's it's World War two or it's yeah it's World War two and then we one. also have to we have to it's get World the, War oh that's right it's World War one and then we have to get the character a hundred years into the future. Um, in order but she doesn't her... age, so right. is that, is that well, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I don't know well, anything and, about and it. She so. already, yeah, she she already says age. it in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you don't have to. It's not that hard. But in my yeah. mind, like Captain America: The First Avenger, as much as I like it, is one of the messier of the Marvel movies because it's got yeah. so much it's got to achieve. Yeah. Um. But if they can pull that movie off, but then Justice League is right after it, man. Yeah. So then you'd have to make Justice League like you need to make Justice League actually about retrieving Superman. No, no, no. There, you need you need a, like a, a living character, so it needs to be like about the Flash, like or or like you need somebody that I give a damn about. I feel like it's gonna be Aquaman. They wouldn't be promoting Aquaman so heavily, like well, not promoting the Flash really at all. Really. Does that he not just not... does that not just sound like the most <laughs> insane thing anyone's ever said? Yeah. Like for me to say that Avengers is really about Black Widow, like oh that's a cool like well that's weird because nobody gives a damn about Black Widow, yeah. but like Aquaman is a. Has been openly like mocked like, character, yeah. and you're going to try to tell me that you're going to make your tentpole movie about him? Yeah, but I mean, like, if, I mean, uh, I was going to say, like, I, they promoted Aquaman way more than like Flash, and, Fla- and they're pretty right. much like, the same amount. Yeah, and Flash might be even more so. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Flash is definitely in Batman Superman more. Yeah, because um, he actually has dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I Again, I, I don't know how. To make Aquaman cool. I don't want this job. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want the job. That's I don't a, want Zack Snyder's job. That's I don't why want David DC Escoy's is so job. hard. I, I've always said, if you can write a great Superman story, you're a great writer. Yeah. Because he's so hard to write for. Because he's just like, oh, well, he'll just blow everybody away with his light high, high beams, you know? It's, yeah. Um, well, whatever. I mean, that being said, I'm like, I don't want this job, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm very interested to see how they do it, though. Yeah. So. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. obviously, I'll see him. Um, I have hope for Wonder Woman. I think it's cool they took a character no one's seen on big screen before. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I the the thing that scares me about just we're talking about this a long time. The thing that scares me about Justice League is um, Dark Side is basically their Thanos, and it feels like they're trying to push him out before Thanos is really on screen. Yeah. Um, again, that's not why Thanos is why people want to see him. Right. It's because they've built this aura about him yeah. for fucking six years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <sighs> It's two very different methodologies here yeah. that 
we're getting we're getting so so as i walked out and i was talking to the waiter at the alamo um and we were just talking about what was good and what was bad and he was like oh well that's that's you know that's too bad that it's not totally awesome mm-hmm. i was like that's okay civil war's coming yeah. um <laughs> It's crazy that we've got one this movie where they're trying to launch a series by having these two dudes fight. And then you have another series where we're what 12 movies in to this series and honestly, you don't even need to sell it. Like everyone knows going in because for the past f- three movies, everybody gets this idea of this tension between these characters. It, the fight that, seems way more organic. Yeah, like you just you can show you show them this little bit of like, well, this guy's back and that guy gets hurt and so these two dudes are going to fight. I don't need I don't need Lex Luthor to show up with a with a kitchen timer and tell me that Martha's in danger. Like it is a naturally built fight. I'm so excited. I can't wait till they have that scene where they're in like the conference room. I know. I don't even want them to punch. <laughs> I don't even want to see them punch each other. I just want to see them yell at each other. <laughs> yeah. When the first Infinity War, I just checked out to make sure when the first Infinity War comes out, it'll be exactly ten years since Iron Man One came out. Wow, that's how long they've been setting up this. Right, it's brilliant. Man. So 2018. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. We get Doctor Strange this year too. They got to they got to make really a really excited. Marvel's got to make a really bad movie. If I, they want to like tank like soon. No, 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 I'm just saying like uh, cuz as the stakes get higher and higher, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need them to just rip that bandit off and like well, I mean, they've kind I'll, of been I'll doing sacrifice that. Thor. Like, make that Thor Ragnarok like just not work. Thor like Ragnarok. have it be shitty so that that way I can be like, "Oh, okay, they can fuck it up." And this thing can still survive without it, you know. Oh, I know they man. have the dude who made uh, what we do in the shadows as the director. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what he's going to do with Thor. Well, have you read like what's supposed to be? No. It's supposed to be like Thor and Hulk going on like a space road trip to like solve some mystery. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds I'm great. I'm so yeah. oh, man. That. Oh, that's why we love Marvel. Can they be in an Oldsmobile and like they have to sing songs and oh, like hey, get guys. to be friends? Hey guys, make mine Marvel. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what oh, could be like. I guess like Doctor Strange is probably the one that'll be like of like the new franchise. That's, sure, that's it's probably that's a scary race. one. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I like, said that about Ant Man and Ant yeah. Man's brilliant. Doesn't like uh, Doctor Strange take place in the 1800s too? Isn't that like when the movie's taking place? Mm, I don't think so. I didn't think so. I, I thought the, I read that somewhere. Hearts, but I could have been wrong. The heart so. cell is. He's a magician. Yeah. It's hey, what are his superpowers? Hey, he's a sorcerer supreme. <laughs> okay. Fucking magic. They're adding he like a new this. element to the MCU, which right. is the whole like magic era. It's a it's a thing that they tea like they 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 toy around with with Thor of like, well, yeah. maybe, maybe he's magic. And then no, like yeah. this guy's just like, yeah, no, man, it's magic. Straight <laughs> it's like, magic. There's a whole part of the like Marvel comics of like they're like supernatural like right. comics yeah. that they yeah. haven't even touched yet. Right. Nope. Like we'll be seeing it. <laughs> Yeah. Scott Derrickson's Doctor Strange. See, that's the thing. As mu- as soon as I get scared about about it, you go, "Oh, Scott Derrickson's movie." Oh well, then it's probably going to be pretty good because yep. I even like the, the the Devil Knows You're Dead or whatever that movie was, <laughs> yeah. and that that's not my movie. Yeah, man. I guess right. Humans could be one that they mess up too, but that's in like that's after. Infinity oh, War, you know what? So. It's Agents of Shield. That's the thing they fucked up. That's true. Uh, okay. What are we seeing next week? Uh, next week we're seeing what comes out next week. Blink. Blink. <laughs> everybody no, wants some. I don't know. Uh, is that coming out next week? I think it is. Huh. What's everybody wants some? It's the sequel to Days and Confuse. Oh, oh that's right. Dead. All right, Pretty I got. Soon. I got. I, I got IMDb here. April um, first. God's not dead. You can see that. Uh, no, Miles ahead. I'm good. I'm good. Hardcore Henry comes out the next week, so you can't see that. Damn. Uh, meet the Blacks. There's literally is that a movie? nothing coming out. Yeah, it's it's a movie. Uh, 
coded box office mojo usually has the most up to date releases. Uh, uh, yeah, shit. Kill your friends. <laughs> yeah, everyone's some hardcore Henry's April eighth. Yeah, so we'll have to wait for that one. There's a the Alamo's got a like a premiere screening, but it's already sold out. Yep. Oh man, why didn't why don't they move that forward? Because then we could see Demolition the next week. Well, we'll figure something out. Yeah. We always do. Explosion. We're criminal. Henry. Have you heard about Criminal? Yeah, it looks Dan weird. Dan was explaining to me, Criminal to me. Looks weird. I, I want to see that movie. Cool. Mountain Down. Green Room's not the next Oh, there's two movies that week that I, we I have. I got Three Days to Kill on Blu-ray for $2, or two ninety nine at block uh, Best Buy, and it's been sitting on my shelf. I uh, guess I should watch it. I was just going to ask if you'd seen it yet. All right. Um, hey, uh, Zach just posted a review of Batman versus Superman Dawn Justice. Should I read it? <laughs> the whole thing? Sure. Yeah. Three out of four bad flex. Look, I'm possibly one of the few people that will say this is a fun movie. It's a mess to be yep. sure, but damn, is it a fun mess. DC's reactionary approach to its cinematic universe is indeed puzzling at times, yet it does make logical sense thematically as an individual film. That was the only problem I had with this film. It was not the catalyst for a much grander opus and maybe a few dream sequences cut. This film would not have the brutal treatment it has been enduring this weekend. With Snyder's visual eye, he masterfully captures images and action sequences sequences that we only dreamed of seeing, though I will admit he could have stayed in the moment more on key scenes. Regardless, it's clear that the guy made a movie for fans and that needs to be recognized as a positive rather than an excuse to bash Sucker Punch again. On the internet, we get it, people. He made one that wasn't that great. Get over it. <laughs> so only- Guardians of Cahool. Totally, this film hey, is he's dark. he's a producer on that. As I was hoping. It. Really? He's the director of it, yeah. Oh, wow. And Guardians of Google. Yeah. Uh, the owl sorcerer movie or whatever it was. There's been criticisms on this end, and honestly, I can't see why there is a complaint. If anything, DC is counter-programming against the rock and roll style of Marvel with a tra- tragic operatic stage. Maybe that's what's needed. The cast is on top of their game. Even Eisenberg, who delivers a rather interesting Luther that had me captivated both on how odd and how over the top it is. And hey, at least Luther isn't going for a land grab again. The score... Yeah, yes, 100% <laughs> agree. Uh. The score by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL is great, especially with a key yeah. reveal that I will not spoil. Yes. Lastly is the moment I've been waiting for, but no yeah. spoilers, yeah. the performance of Affleck. I would like to remind everyone how much they bitched and moaned about his casting before I say Affleck crushed it. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. It has been conceded on many levels that Affleck did not fuck up. But in fact, was the coolest part of the movie. His Batman is dark, gritty, worn with age in such a way that can be only be described as Miller-esque. He is the closest thing this otherwise action, this otherwise action heavy film has to, has to an emotional grounding and he pulls it (laughs) off with panache. Indeed, as much as I dug the film, I was... Oh, it just kind of ends. Oh, it just ends? Yeah. Oh, I guess he doesn't want to talk about what oh, he did. Like. I was... Maybe it got cut off. Yeah. Shoot. Hold on. Zach, you busted inter- Instagram. <laughs> you <laughs> so, found out the limit of characters in Instagram. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think a thing I haven't said is that um, Ben Affleck is my favorite Bruce Wayne. Oh, really? Um, not necessarily my favorite Batman. Oh, okay. But 100% the best Bruce Wayne. Um, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, he is so Come good. On, don't you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that line was improv, and I read that today. Oh, really? Oh, man. I was very surprised that The Rock did not show up at any point in the film. Because uh, I would have like, if you smell what Black Adam is cooking. Because <laughs> like, for a film that's coming out in like 2020, the fact that they cast him already is like... Well, Ezra, yeah, but that's Ezra one of those, Miller like, was yeah. cast even when they, George Miller was doing that. Yep. 
Um, yeah, Ezra Miller is one of the original Justice League guys. Yeah. That was like almost 10 years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Wait, was Ezra Miller really cast that long ago? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Jeez. About like yeah, really... he was like 19 when they cast him or something. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. why George Miller still gets a producer credit. Super start acting, get his agent. Cause... Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone got paid for that movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. You got cash, you got paid. It's like easiest money. Because <laughs> okay. they flew all the way down to Australia and they then they just shut it down. Like, oh, uh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And then he made Mad Max. So yeah. I saw some comments like, because... Uh, that version of Batman Superman is in uh, I Am Legend, like the poster for that, because they oh, were going to bring it out. Yeah. And there was some comment I saw, like someone was using it as um, propaganda for like the system. Like they, they, they've got all like all our stuff planned out and, uh, you know, the media is using like... It's it's all this big conspiracy thing. Like as, as you look at I Am Legend, like they already had this Batman movie way back in two thousand eight, and like, dude, it's not the same Batman. Yeah, right, Batman yeah. Movie. yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, can you imagine a world where Joss Whedon made Wonder Woman and the whole thing were backwards, mm. and DC were awesome, and Marvel was like, and Sega's billion dollar sis. Well, yes, yes, and the, and the Sega Dreamcast three were out. Well, I, I'm just gonna say that Marvel makes better characters. No, I, I agree with yeah. you. I think Marvel is really good at adapting characters as well. Because so. characters in the comics are more human. Yeah, their yeah. their villains suck, and their main characters are which might explain um, why they're so focused on uh, the Green characters. Goblin is great. Great, you named one. Their their villains generally are the weaker of the I two. Like Doctor Doom. Whereas, like and Doctor D- Doom is great. DC is that's about it though. Like, Doctor Doom has diplomatic immunity. Yeah. He can my, do whatever he wants. He can kill people. That's totally okay for some reason. My yeah. point is that there are a lot more DC movies I and agree. stories where you you're reading it or see or or watching it because the honestly most people went to see The Dark Knight Rises because Bane and most people went to see The Dark Knight because Joker. Like they like Batman, but man, we want to see him fight the Joker. Whereas like Iron Man, again, nobody remembers the villain from Iron That's Man, the but they love that character. You know what, Stanley? I was watching the special features on the Spider-Man cartoon yeah. from the animated series, and he said he did that on purpose because no one should want to be the villain. Everybody should want to be the hero. Amen. Huh. There you go, Excelsior. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Obadestain, yeah. all right, Malekith, Ivan Vanko. <laughs> I'm not saying yes. We people Ronan who do a destroyer. movie podcast, <laughs> but if I walk down the street and genuinely great your wife, if we, your wife were awake, which she might be, and I said, "Hey, do you remember who the villain in Iron Man One was?" She genuinely might not remember. Has she seen Iron Man? I don't even know. I think I saw Iron Man with her. Okay, but either I will way, say, I, like people like bag on that a lot. I really did like Obadiah from the first. I do, I do too. I, I, so too. I like Obadiah. Same. I, I but, kind of bummed me out that we're never going to see him again. <laughs> I agree, but still. Same with Red School. I mean, he's tied on for like five more films, and I really I, want him to come back at some point. I don't know. I, uh, the whole time I'm watching, slight spoilers, but the whole time I'm watching season two of Agent Carter, I'm like, it's the negative zone. Really? The guy you're listening to is totally black. Red Skull. Yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. We have to. We have to let Brad go to sleep. All right. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. 
This has been a Nebulous Visions production.